This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder James Boy came to give him life. The blackest wrestling podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they're kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit a talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation We got the power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd, and with me I have Rich Lotta. What is happening? What's Not happening? Much, man. Just uh, saying a bunch of stuff on Twitter that people seem to really find funny and like, and I don't know. Shit's been like, I don't know what it's been the last couple of weeks. Must have been like blowing up. But um, what else? I uh, started watching Wire again. I'm I'm in season four already. Um, wow. yeah. So just you know, g- going through it and, and looking at people again and just just seeing how it is and. I found myself uh, rejoicing at the death of Stringer Bell again. Um, just, just always such a pleasant, uh, you know, scene. Uh, I, I just, I just enjoy it so much. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know, I, I asked a question yesterday. Nobody actually answered. Uh, we got a group of people that uh, that watched a wire. So oh, the Largo Loop or what yeah, yeah, okay. the Largo Loop. So like. Uh, you know, this goes for anybody that's listening. So that has watched the wire. Um, if there was a button that you had to press, right, and the button was to get you know somebody knocked off uh, out of these two, who would it be? And I asked Maury Levy or Clay Davis. Um, you know, when it comes to being ain't shit motherfuckers in the wire, I think those are uh, two two of the ones that are up there for sure. Oh, yeah, um, and we talked about. Uh, you know, evil p- person in the wire tournament, and like those would be those would be one seeds for sure. Those would be one seeds. Uh, Clay Davis, Stringer, um, and, and and Levy would definitely be like the top three that come to mind immediately. Yeah. Um. Then there's like you know there's other things. There's like people that like like uh, Naaman's mom and Brianna Barsdale. Like that's Shit, another Naaman himself was also a, yeah. also sucked. So. Yep. Um. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So it's like I, I was thinking about all these different classes of people, but um. Yeah. Levy or Clay Davis. Oh no, man. I, I'd have to rewatch to come to a conclusion on that one. Like I'd have to. Um. I haven't watched the show in in shit. I don't remember what year I watched it the first time. So it might have been a decade. But yeah. uh. It's but. They, I remember them being evil, and they were at the top of. 
you know, like the main thing about the wire is like it's systematic how this stuff is like and, you know, stated by like the first by the time you get to the end of the show, like so many people that were younger or uh, lower on the totem pole basically fill these roles that like people that were, you know, that, that that were in those roles at the beginning. Right. Like Carver turns into uh, uh, the main character. What's the Daniels name? into Daniels. Yeah. Like, well, no, no. Carver turns into what's it called? Uh, Bunk's homeboy, white white guy. Nah, Kima turns into McNulty. Well, <sighs> because like like he literally like Daniels, his last act as an officer is promoting Carver into a lieutenant, and like Daniels' whole thing was he used to skim drug money at the beginning of his career, but then he showed he was like a trustworthy cop, and but, the same thing happened to Carver. But do you remember the, the whole end? Thing. Of, do you remember the end of the the final sh- the final episode, the season the series finale, where like he walks into the DA's office and is like, "I'm finna tell y'all some, but like don't tell don't tell him." And it was the same exact line that like McNulty had oh, that, that got him into that shit. That that was Sidner. Okay. Okay. I'm free. I'm. I'm forgetting. I'm okay. So yeah. Okay. So either way, like you have Michael turning into Omar. We have yeah. just a lot of stuff. Um. So, and what I believe is it is it Dangles that turns into uh Burrell? Nah, I, not I really. Who turns into Burrell, but um, v- Valchek turns into Burrell. That's right. That's right. That's right. So I mean, it, you have a lot of that in that show, and it shows you in like. To see like Clay Davis and like, but basically people that stay the same more or less are like Levy, Clay Davis, and the Greek. Mm-hmm. Like obviously Marlo turns into Avon, but you have basically like, and it, and it also falls in line to like a D'Angelo in I think the first season was like, you know, um, King stay King or whatever. Like, and you look at like Clay Davis still in 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 still a politician. Levy is still like working for working for whoever is the top drug runner in in, in that area of Baltimore. And uh, the Greek is like now about to be the connect for Marlowe by the end or, of or or Slim Charles. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like he's always mean with basically like at some point like whenever somebody become looks like they're about to become next on the streets, like they always have to meet the Greek to get to it. Yep. Every single time, all three times it happened. So it was like, yeah, it's just, um. So yeah, like, you know, I, I, I'd have to put Marlo really high on there for the fact for the fact that he was just a complete void. You know what? While being evil, I, I, I forgot Marlo. Marlo. Well, it's easy to forget him because he's completely team. he's completely forgettable as a at, with charisma, like of of like Baron Corbin. So like, yeah. Yeah, he he was like soulless. Like it was just yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Snoop was at least funny, like, yes. and, you know, all that. But uh, Chris Parlow was just, like, real brolic. So you didn't want to fuck with him. But um, was there something yeah. wrong with him that we just don't understand? Or was he just weird? Yes. Yes. He was um, He was sexually abused as a child. Just like Michael. And that's why he just killed like Michael. Michael's uh, stepdad. Yes. Makes sense. So, yeah. It, for those of y'all that have never seen The Wire, I encourage you to do so. Um <laughs> I might create like a wire channel or something. I was watching a, a a video on YouTube today about like Slim Charles, like and they were saying like he gave all this great advice because he pops up in season three, right? To all the kids, yeah. He gives all the advice not only to the kids but Avon, uh, String, and it's like no one ever listens to him. They were saying like, and then it's funny he ends up like he was a he was muscle for Barsdale, the lieutenant 
or fucking Joe. And then at the end, like he uses that and just to finesse, like, and he ends up kind of somewhere he didn't even mean to be, like mm-hmm. by the end. So um, another one of the crazy thing is like you speaking to people that are like almost never wrong. Like prop Joe is rarely ever wrong either. It's just it's just like but the landscape just always super fucked up mm-hmm. in a way that's like it was different in a way than like Stringer where Stringer was like uh, could keep himself technically keep himself free from like being put in put behind bars but like eventually he kept fucking up street level stuff and that ends up paying for with dishonor and understanding basic uh, human interaction that's why he ended up getting his, uh, getting, getting murked at by the end or whatever else just like he had no sense of um, honor at all and that's what, in, why he ended up getting killed um so I wasn't when he wasn't the one to put a hit on Omar during the, like during Sundays when like they don't kill people on Sundays. Yeah, yeah. he get he like get he, a word on he, him. Yeah, like he ain't a fuck. He he was and that's why he ain't getting killed. Like he did so many terrible things. Uh, in like people you know can justify it by like well he also was like incredibly smart and was able to stay out the streets. It was like look man like wasn't that smart? He's absolutely <laughs> he's like him and Avon are like one person was great at one thing and one was bad at the other and like the opposites were and that's why they were a team. Like neither one of them were meant to actually run this shit by themselves. And then like that's why Avon ended up behind bars and that's why Stringer when he was in charge of everything without Avon ended up crossing up everything, fucked up the fucked up his uh his you know uh his standing and then ended up ultimately dead. So yeah, like amazing. Yeah, and you would think like um their fates would be opposite or whatever, because you would figure Avon wanting to be in the wars on the corners for the, the pet are squabbling over the quote unquote small shit, right? He would be the one that would be involved in somebody, you know, getting shot and then eventually Shrimp would get tripped up. So well, you know. well well yeah, until all of a sudden like the shit is the fan and he's out here, hey Slim. Go go murk a fucking senator. You goddamn what? The, no. The, the, There's no the, amount the, of money you can give anybody to do that. Look, that was the one time that now I I rock with Stringer Bell on that. I I know obviously you can't do that. You can't kill a, like a state senator because obviously, but Clay Davis, man, if, if Stringer had knocked him off, he'd have saved a lot of people. That's true. Um you know, headaches, but um yeah, man, uh have you heard about this Bishop Sycamore shit? I've heard about it. I heard about it like uh, today, and I was like, "Wait a second. So you mean the the real thing for me is like, okay, so you fake being a high school, you can somehow convince ESPN to get on showcase on national television on ESPN. My question is, how did they get IMG Academy to agree to it? And also, why are these high school or these these you know adults that are Pell's High School? Why would they want to run it with a bunch of you know three, four, and five star uh, recruits that are at IMG? I think they just saw national television. Like we can make a name and somebody get recruited. You know what it was? They're like, we're grown adults. We'll do da da da. No, bro. Like you're talking about you're talking about three and four star guy and five star guys out there. Like, I'm, I'm, well, you not a no bunch kids. of four, four, five stars. Like, okay, there's like thirty in a class, right? National normally five star guys. So there's probably like on IMG probably like two. So, but at the same time, that means they got like a half. They probably got like a half dozen four star guys. You know what the average four star uh, athlete is in in uh, normal college? A fucking superhero. Yeah, man, Bishop Sycamore. These fools like played two three two games in three days. Supposedly, the 
they were hoping apparently that Bishop Sycamore had uh, split squads, and they, but that was not the case. Bro. Apparently, this school doesn't even really exist. This may be an this may be an online school. So yeah, yes. it was an online charter school. Boy, That's what they were alleged at shaky, shaky. Monte Teo is is looking at this. <laughs> oh yeah, God. looking at this like there's something to be suspect here. But my, my main thing is like in the highlight. Like, of, how hasn't this been happening in basketball? In the That's one, why we want to know. Here's the thing: in the one minute thing that I saw of them, because IMG was up on them in like the second quarter. Halfway through the second quarter, they're up on like 30 to nothing, right? And the commentator said, you know, this school, Sycamore, has said that like they have all of these recruits from all these scholarship offers from X, Y, and Z, but the recruiting sites say otherwise. We can't verify any of these scholarship. Obviously, you can't really verify scholarship offers. People just, you know, saying stuff, whatever else, but it's like, but we, but like, none of these people are in the, these recruiting databases. Like, they're known, nobody's on twenty four seven sports. Nobody's on rivals. Nobody's on scouts. Nobody's nobody has a huddle up like that, like a huddle of highlight reel account to see see the they shit. who it's they like, say they is. And it's like, wait a second. So one, how did y'all fall for? It? And two, how did how did Brandon? I how did IMG Academy fall for it? Why did they schedule these dudes when they knew that when they didn't know none of these people? Like they could have called around. Man, I I guess IMG feel like it's not our responsibility. Uh, for those for those that don't really know, because I I know this more because like obviously uh, IMG is in Brandon. Brandon's like a forty minute drive from from where we are. Um, Chris Winky, former Heisman quarterback at Florida State University, um, was once the the head coach at Brandon IMG for football, and then became a football factory like in a, uh, in a way in the last like eh, half decade or so, maybe a little longer. But like, so that's why that's kind of how I'm familiar with like this. So like, there's no way anybody be out on the loop on this because everybody will fucking know. Everyone sh- or let me if anyone should know because everybody's connected to know. Is this just like a, a super check game? I don't know what this was. I don't know, Man. but yeah, embarrassing. It, it's it, it's embarrassing. It, it, I don't even say, say it's embarrassing it's for like because for the school because the school don't fucking exist. It's embarrassing for ESPN. Yes, How, yes. They got catfished by a whole by a school. Yes, and, and the coach has like warrants out for him. Like what? The rest. Yes, like there's a bunch of shit going on. Like just just bad stuff. People all these uh these injuries because they've been playing two games in three days they have like 30 to 35 players these players are playing both ways and shit like hell no like so, they're out here bro can you okay so ain't no way all right ain't no fucking way <laughs> okay bro so the thing for me was once i saw them run through the tunnel and keep in mind like i played at a pretty good high college high school college or high school football program in, in nationally or in the state of florida right florida produces uh, you know, it's the two, the four biggest states for producing, or the three biggest states for producing football, co- fo- college football talent are Florida, California, Texas, and whatever order you want to put them in, right? Um, I played in a, I played in a 6A, uh, at the time, I think it was either 5A or 6A, I can't remember. So, like, we were, like, we were playing, like, small Christian schools or whatever else, religious schools. We were playing with populated uh, communities that, 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 that filled these, these schools. So, yeah. Uh, the school that I went to was ranked in the top 10 in the state of Florida for most of, for most of the year uh, or all year until we end up losing the playoffs. It doesn't matter. But 
my whole thing is just like I saw them the sycamore dudes, you know, they you know that you come out and you run out to the field or whatever else. And I saw them, I was like, keep in mind, like I was I'm six four at the time I was six four, two hundred and sixty something in high school, right? Uh-huh. I was the third biggest person in my high school, uh, my senior year. If I go back to my junior year, I was there'd be more people that had been my height, my size. But my, my point is that that like I see them run through and I'm like Shit, my high school's bigger. <laughs> Let's go ahead, dudes. You know they're talking about like people come, uh, guys come off the bus and they bring intimidation factor based on how big the guys are. Like them walking through, them walking onto the field. I'm like, yeah, we had dudes bigger than that. And then I'm okay. looking at IMG and I'm like, nah, we probably like it was me and like uh, you know a handful of the guys that were like quote unquote as big as these IMG dudes. Like, and I'm just like, what did they think was gonna happen? Well, and, and another thing for me is like, look. It's one thing to run a scan because you want to relive some high school glory. You just want to play ball again or whatever else. And you hear about people playing semi-pro ball. And it's like, why would you do that? Like, y'all, you're going to fuck around and break something and be ruined, right? Yep. Uh, Especially with the case. I hope you got a good-ass job to pay for your medical bills. But the fact is, like, how many people you said it was? 30 what? Like 30 to 35 people on the roster. Who the fuck is signing up for this to be a backup? Rich, you want to be a backup for this? What? <laughs> like these are JUCO players. Like they played in JUCO games and shit. Um, yeah. Like apparently with some agency for ESPN, it was like called like Paragon that like booked them or whatever. But like everybody got to get fired. Everybody got to go. Uh, yeah, out the window. All the relationships got to go. Like, and this shit is not. This shit is not that hard. It's not like the people that handle uh, their recruiting services should be the people should be the people that can they should lean on for these kind of things be like yo like they said they got how many doing what there they got like six kids doing what yeah i ain't never heard of them this doesn't exist or that should at least raise suspicion yeah. like do you think bud elliott they used to uh be the, the head of national recruiting for sb nation would have got scammed on this one i don't <laughs> I, I don't think so. Bud Elliott, uh, he was like the Florida State guy, right? Yeah, yeah. He was doing, uh, he was a, he was a, yeah, he was, uh, those were his two jobs. He was part of the, he was part of that. And he also, he was head of the, or the head writer for the uh, Tomahawk Nation, uh, SB Nation, Florida State site. But like, he had two jobs. That's how I came across him. But it's like, he ain't get scammed on that. Yeah, man. Um, So I put a link to Awful Announcing uh, in the One Nation Radio Discord. Um. Go I'll ahead be, and check that out. I'll and, be sure to throw like, the link into the description. Yeah, it, it's more detailed if you guys want to hear about all the like the craziness behind it. But it's it's quite frankly insane. Um, but yeah, to the wrestling. No, um, another thing is like more scamming with, with charter schools. More scamming yes. with charter schools. Yes, great. great. Look, how do we know this is this wasn't Doctor Umar school? Is he from Florida? Please don't tell me he's from Florida. <laughs> I get enough. I get enough shit about being from Florida and border border race here. Please don't tell me about no one from Florida. Please don't. Please don't. I do it enough. I do it enough here. Please don't tell me he's actually from Florida, bro. Please don't. All right, let's let's see. I don't I'll think just, he is, but just to make sure. I don't sure, think he is, but um. Just please, please. Hold on. We gonna find out. Oh, we gonna man. find out. Oh, man. Umar Johnson. Oh, you mean that's not his real name? Shock. Of course. Okay. 
He is from Philadelphia. Oh, great. Like. Fantastic. Not from here. Abs- great. If he had been from any of the other 49 states, he had been from Alaska, I, I would my intense would have went up, but I still would have been like, great. He's not from here. Great. Fantastic. Like From what I can find, things are pointing to him being from Philadelphia. Okay. So we'll, we'll see. So yeah. it might not be, I imagine. Yeah, it's real hard to, to find this man. It's off the grid. I, I bet. You know? But, yeah, man. AEW all out. <laughs> you, <laughs> know? you imagine? What other sh- what? I, I couldn't hear about fake school and not bring up Dr. Umar. <laughs> My thing is, what, others, what other wrestling podcast is going to give you this? What other know. one? Like, like you know, there's a lot of a lot of podcasts that, that that call themselves the blackness with wrestling. There's a lot of a lot of them out there now. Like we we've been at this for like nine years almost now. So thinking about football season about to start. So like I mean, we the originals. So <laughs> I was like, what, what, what did uh what did Jazzo call his rap rap group? Jazzo and Jason, the originators. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah. <laughs> So shout out to my man Brooklyn Ike, you know. Um, but yeah, we got um uh and shout out to all the new listeners and everybody that that's been checking us out. Shout out to the old listeners uh that have been, you know, been on the on on the journey with us for a while. But uh been listening to our foolish ass and say stupid shit yes. for a long time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. Appreciate y'all. But, yeah, you know, Dr. Umar, fate's cool. But um yeah, AW all no, out. No, no, no. Since we hear you, we might as well talk about it. What's the funniest stuff you've seen about the Donda release? Um, we're, if you are here thinking we're going to talk about the Donda album, unfortunately, uh, me and Rich don't listen to Kanye West no more. <laughs> but but we are here for the jokes that involve his his terrible rollout and all the other stuff in between. So okay, uh, I got one for you. Um, so someone said apparently Universal released. The album against Kanye's will, right? Oh um, yeah. And and Kanye was furious about this or whatever. And then Andreas Hale um, had retweeted and was like, "Somebody got to release the album, or someone had to release it." Um, let's see. I, I saw something like where he someone I don't I don't know if it's a meme or it's not, but they put Kanye West Donda album T shirt or one hundred fifty dollars, and it's just a black T shirt. Unbelievable. Um, Soldier Boy basically leaking his own verse because he got cut from the album. Soldier Boy was um, on the album, apparently until his verse got cut. Damn, damn. So people find out they're not on the album when it uh not they they're finding out they're not on the album when the album comes out. Well, um, another funny one, um. Supposedly, there was a story that Kanye West reached out to Donald Trump to get uh, him on the stage with the baby Marilyn Manson and Kim Kardashian in Chicago. I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, it's fucking nuts. Um, Okay, so hold on. Uh, okay, so who was on the stage with him uh, over the weekend? I know I saw I saw some about Marilyn Manson and who else was it? The baby. Okay, so I remember. Was it the life of Pablo when he did the, he did the, the, I guess it was wax, wax statues and it was him and Kim and Taylor Swift 
and one other person I can't remember, and Donald Trump. Do you remember that? No. Yeah, it was a it was a wax it was a it was a wax statue uh on of like those five people on a in a bed together underneath a sheet, and it was it was Kim Kardashian, Kanye, Kim, I remember uh, Taylor Swift, so I think somebody else, and then also Donald Trump, and I was like, wait, what? I yeah. yes, you've I, lost I, clout, I, me, my friend. Yeah, yes, I, I remember this. Um, yeah, um, I, I I saw a lot of stuff and. Quite frankly, like I didn't see a lot of stuff because like my my shit's been curated the last five years to like not make that shit not come towards me mm-hmm. uh, in most cases. So um, the funniest thing for me is like I have you? the thing. Funniest thing for me is like I have not and like I didn't see much either. Um, and it's almost like look, man, like we'll see what this does the first week. But like you know, music's so disposable now. There's like that shit gonna be here one week and gone the other. Like only like whatever. Like in like in a month, we'll be talking about whoever else is gonna have the heart to come out uh, and you know lose out on on touring when they shut the shit back down. So we'll see where we'll see where it is. But like I mean, you know, the the main thing for me like is like he's lost his mind when he, I thought he lost his mind. That shit was out of pocket when he uh he released like or more or less release like Drake's home address. I was like, yo, that's fucking, that's fucking dangerous. You playing, you playing the wrong kind of games. Um, like apparently he thinks that like Drake, has, apparently he thinks that like Drake either is trying to make moves at Kim or has already done whatever with Kim. And it's like, Hey bro, y'all divorced. Like and y'all can't regardless of whatever like smoke y'all have. Y'all can't be behaving like this. Yeah. Either go to a boxing gym. Y'all can figure that out. What, but um, you know, Kim a grown woman, so <laughs> you know, if she wanna, you know, be for the streets, you know, then she for the streets, you know, it, it's a wrap. But um, yeah, um, I, I haven't like I've decided to wait. I'm probably gonna wait a week before I click on the Wikipedia page to see the Metacritic score oh, because like, well, yeah. like when that shit says a 66, I'm sending an immediate screenshot to to the group and just LMAO, and now I'm muting that shit. <laughs> I even like I'm staying I'm staying low and not getting to nothing because like I don't want to have to like get tagged in a bunch of shit from my cousin Alex about Kanye West is like, bro, at this point I don't care. And it's like, I'm just going to, you know, stay real low key about it. Unless some like important point, I don't really care. Like, I think some of the stuff is interesting with the, with the album release thing for the, for the, um, with the, 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 the three houses he drew, because it's like, I see a finesse when it comes, when I, when it's coming, interesting it's like, in what way? Like as a scam, well, not necessarily a scam as much as it's like, okay, like given, you know, that, given that a lot of money is betting that like this shit's gonna get shut down again mm-hmm. like and he's gonna ha- drop an album like you know with 360 deals and in, in what music industry is is like so much of this shit is like if you're a big star like or any kind of level of star like you're gonna get a lot of your a chunky a substantial chunky or whatever you do off of release off of like merch sales and, and gate from doing shows so it's like if you're Kanye West and like you, you're looking around and you're getting some inside information. Let's say from whoever else, if you're from Apple or from whoever else, and movers and shakers, that like this, your the tour that you think you're about to go on for your album is going to be what it was. Like, hey, let's throw an album release party. Why not? And he, I mean, he drew three big houses and whatever. Like, 
And if the shit got shut down, he could have held on to that longer, but he decided to drop it. And it's also like, you know, people talking about um, what they're going to do with with Drake and Kanye. And they're almost like they're doing a waiting game of who's going to drop first or, or are they going to drop together or or whatever else. Or is one going to wait longer and just drop a week after and, and fuck up the other one's money. And it's like these two playing these goofy games and they clearly don't like each other. And it's like. It's weird, man. Like y'all are one. Like Drake is like thirty-five. Kanye's like forty-five, or they're about to be. It's like, why are y'all acting like this? So, you know, either either rap or fight. Like, <laughs> like, 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 I, like, I'm the passive aggressiveness. It, it's just really like is off-putting. It's just like, oh, y'all just want to act like hoes. Gotcha. Yeah, um, and the thing for me is like because so mu- both of them have made so much of. So much of their careers are due to the fact that, like, they are non... They, they A lot of people consider them non-threatening and or soft-slash-well-spoken and, and, like, not, like, fighters and soft and emo or whatever you want to call them. That is, like, so much of what they've done over the last year or two or pretty... Or when, when when did uh, Story of Adonan come out? Was that two years ago, three years ago? Yeah, that was like three years ago. <laughs> yeah, like in the last like you know three four years, like so much of it has been like them trying to win the PR battle of who's actually like the the real victim here. Like, is it Drake? Is it did Drake uh, have his trust uh, betrayed by Kanye West by by sneaking off these photos or telling this intel about his about this child that he was hiding to to the to push T to expose to the world? Or is Drake like behind the scenes trying to scheme on Kim Kardashian and and Kanye didn't know about the pictures, but Drake is trying to fuck his wife over all this stuff? It's like, bro, like y'all are like y'all are y'all are grown ass adults. Like this is some high school shit. If y'all don't like each other, fine. Y'all are big enough to where y'all don't really need each other. As seen by the fact they're about to drop two of the biggest albums of the year. It's like, I don't listen to Drake like that. I don't care for Kanye, for what Kanye West has, uh, does with music, but it's like, so many people still care. And it's like, hey, cool. But like, and, and what's going on with that? And it's like, what do you expect? Like, I'm trying to figure out what the end game is between all of this stuff because it's like, I don't know where this is possibly headed. And then like, but neither one of these are the type to start pulling out p- the pistola pull out the Roscoe. So it's like, what, what, what is going to, what is going to be the end game here other than like, they're just yeah, arguing back and forth and going back and forth. And like, if y'all want the energy the out ra- there, fine, cool, whatever. Get hit with the ratchet. That's how no, shit happens. Um, yeah. Kendrick Lamar was, I actually came out of his cocoon, like, um, and did a song with a dude named baby Keem. Uh, I like the verse, but I'm sorry, hmm. Kendrick Lamar. Like you need to rap more. Like, like I, it's hard to care. Like when, when when he just like goes away forever, and then like just pops out talking about I'm I'm smoking on your top five and all this. I'm like, all right, that's cool, but like, bro, you're like a retired rapper. Like, <laughs> damn so, near at this point. So, do you feel like the J Cole Kendrick approach of I drop my collection of music when I drop my collection, or drop whatever I dro- drop, whatever I drop it, and I'm kind of like away from the ecosystem of. All of that YMCMB, Khaled, Factory, Infrastructure, oh, cool. or whatever else. And that kind of feels yeah. like when you're not involved with that, like you're just almost like almost like you're outsider of the industry. Yes. Like, it feels like they're they're not even, like, of the culture, like, at the moment. It's like, everything's a little baby now. And, like, 
shit like that. But, and, I mean, like, well, you see, and fucking, I, I guess Drake still to to an extent, but Drake is like you. You see him like still actively working, like almost as an active hip hop artist. Like, and then J Cole pops up in the middle of, of this year, right? Yeah, and like he does that that great press run. It's like damn, like, and then he puts his album out. People like it, and then he's just fucking gone. Like, and then it's just like, oh, like, 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 what did you, like, I don't want to say what did you really add mm-hmm. to, to the game or anything like yeah. that, but it was like, thanks. It, it's, it like, it's like, it's like a deadbeat parent almost like that, that, that shows up wow. on your, you know, with a gift for you and then, then you don't see them. And it's like, well, thanks. Like, I don't So like, like so like Walter and Kendrick almost like Walter the last couple of years, where it's like, yeah, you got your five like every single year you give us a match of the year contender and then you and then we never see here or see from you again almost. Yeah. I get it. I just I just think that I don't know, like it me personally, and you know, me, I'm thinking it from my perspective, I'm like, I would love the I would love that that particular like frame. I would love that that kind of uh that kind of ability to do that and not and be a, away from all the rest of that stuff just for sanity and it seems like less of a hassle and the politics at play that seem exhausting and dealing with like them like all of the quality control dudes all of the like all of like the the young money uh do, uh people like that uh OVO and like seeing like how all that works in like I, I, I just find all of the politics to play all that exhausting. Like just, just going through and thinking about like what, you know, what has happened with, um, the, the baby in like the last year with like, or not the last year, the last couple months. Right. Where it's like, he exposed himself as a homophobe, even though it's like, I'm pretty sure he already, I, I kind of already knew he was a homophobe. What kind of, kind of already knew he was a homophobe. Right. But he like, but he put he exposed himself to a point where like people can't the money couldn't ignore it right, mm-hmm. and then like all this stuff is happening to him, and then people have to weigh in, and it's like because of like the cycle, and it's it is very similar to like I want a festival acts right, and like, right, yeah. and it's like that that doesn't sound like all of that sounds exhausting, and then like and then people then it comes to like all right, do a leapa right, do a leapa is one of the biggest like pop acts in the world because she her much like uh the the weekend has more or less like say hey we bring a disco back fuck this like forget the forget the post disco stuff and everything that like you know uh dr luke and whoever else and like that whole entire camp producer max martin and shellback and all of them were doing in the early 2000s like the instead of doing like like you know, disco was dead. We're gonna give you some disco elements. Like we're gonna make like almost like a almost like an off the wall type stuff sounding stuff. Like fuck that. We're actually gonna give you some straight up BG's ABBA sounding shit, right? Like that's basically what they've done in the last couple like last couple years. Like we're just bringing disco back. Fuck 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 all that stuff. Disco died in eighty one. We're bringing it back in two thousand twenty and two thousand uh twenty one. So like for her to be like, hey, we put uh we had. Um, the baby on levitating, and now it's like, hey, Dua, are you gonna take him off your streaming for for be- that verse on levitating? And like, people are like, him and Han and looking around and whether or not it's gonna be on or taken off. And it's like, wait a second, last time I heard somebody about somebody getting their shit taken off was like Tory Lanez being taken off tracks after he shot Megan the Stallion. And it's like, we. 
wait, wait, like, okay, it's one thing to be homophobic, and that's awful, and, like, the consequences you get from people not wanting to rock you being homophobic is one thing, and if he, and whatever he he gets, he deserves, right? Uh. He ain't shoot nobody. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's like, you know, like, but at the same time, like, both of those come to play, because it's like, okay, so. Hey, bro, once Elton John came out, like, on Twitter, and was like, Hey, and wrote that letter like, hey, and I'm like, well, ain't no going back. <laughs> well, my my whole thing, the fuck out of here. My whole thing is like, what is it like when people were coming to his defense, like uh, Ti, and he was like, oh, I, I, you know, I believe that uh, add that to the Ti greatest hit, the oh, late career Ti greatest hits. He all he had to do was sit down and shut the fuck up. He could and he could have been Bun B for the next twenty years. <laughs> He's fucked it up. He's really fucked it up. Um, but yeah, like he, uh, I think it's, he has some little lines of saying something like, you know, I believe Lil Nas X has his right to stand on. I think that the baby has a right to stand on. I'm like, wait a second. So wait, you're saying that, 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 that Lil Nas X has, that, that, that the baby has a right to hate people for things that like have, not, that ha- that don't bother and affect them in any way. And Lil Nas X has his right to exist. How nice of you. How nice of you, Tip. Like, what, what are you talking about, bro? Um, but like, you think about that. Like, you got, you got the baby on this, on the wrong side of that. And you have him on the side of, hey, let's put, hey, I got like two or three hot super songs that, that have streamed a million places with Meg. And, and, you know, Meg got tons of fans, right? What's up? Hi, Tanya. Tons of fans. And what are you going to say? Hey, I'm going to get the person that shot Meg and put him on one of my songs. I'm going to do a song with him. For who? For what? <laughs> you are the baby. You, earlier this year, topped Drake as being the most streamed rap artist in the world. You added Tory Lanez to a track. Ain't going to do nothing for you. If you don't get any... I don't know. Anybody. Was, the, was Division. Was hey. Black. Was... uh. Hey. What was, made him go with that? Right. Was Giveon unavailable to do your song? What, what is going on? <laughs> what, what made him go with that? With, with that direction? Of who's in the people. studio? Look, who's in the studio? Who's advising this man? And then he brought him out for what was that? What what, what festival was that that he brought him out? Rolling Loud. Outstanding. Outstanding. Look, man. Never. I remember, who's advising these gentlemen? Rich. Earlier. If I, you tell me, you tell me where, where, if I'm lying, or you tell me I'm telling the truth. Months ago, I had gotten to argue with our homeboy Kirby about the the lifespan or shelf life of the baby as a top of the line pop star that's a gangster rapper. I said, "Hey, you look historically at that; it's a short shelf life." And sometimes you can see where the where the obvious like dead end road happened, the fork in the road moment happened where someone fell off because. And other times it's just like that's his shelf life. You're only gonna have the streets for so long until people phase you out because like people will love you for a run, and then like the kids grew, the kids want something new, right? There's always there's always new crops of kids that want to listen to their their gangster rap at a time. This is how it goes. So you yeah. probably got like. A four to six year run at best, and then it's time, and then it's and then it's over for you as a as b- being in the forefront of, of whatever of of the the hierarchy of, of of it, right? And he was and he was arguing. I was like, bro, look at all these people. 
What you want, Snoop? What you want, uh, Ja Rule? What you, like, what you want? Oh, there's there DMX, is, 50. Like, yeah, like, the gangster rap thing all the it game. runs short. Tupac, Tupac may have lasted, but he, he ended up getting shot and killed. But that was like a three-year run, right? Yeah. It only lasts for so long. It didn't even take half a year, Rich. It took, no, it, it took, it, it took like, like six weeks, not six months, for him to fuck it all up already. Well, I don't know if it's all the way all fucked up, but like it's like injured, like it's like it's like the Russian is cut. Bro, like, okay, <laughs> think about it like this: you want to be a successful pop star, gangster rapper. I think there are a few things dumber. Than pissing off your black female fan base by doing a song with the person that shot Meg the fucking Stallion, and then also pissing off gay black people, and then like who's, that bleeding over to like gay white people, and then like gay Hispanic people, like and then like people like that have dealt with like. HIV and AIDS, like it, it, it just like, like the, the me, worst. Like the all right, like don't get me wrong. Like there has been a long, long, long history of us letting gangster rappers slide for homophobia, right? Like we just buried DMX. DMX had some of the most foul Boy, shit ever on I, wax. Bro, I listened to Where the Hood at. Oh my just god, randomly like a couple weeks ago, I was just, straight. It's straight off the to, to, to another to another another the baby another the baby line. Straight off the rip with homophobia. <laughs> Is it the first? Yeah. It's by the third bar. He's already saying homophobic yeah. shit. Last I, I heard, heard I, you guys is having sex with the same sex. Whoa, 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 <laughs> sir! We, it, we didn't need this. Like, like, bro, what does this have to do with the song? Bro, <laughs> I am in home. I am in homeroom in high school right now. Relax. Take it easy, bro. Take it easy. God damn it! I gotta pull the damn where the hood at lyrics up. God damn it! Yo, the third verse is is even worse. Bro, it's funny because like he then like it's blatantly like contradictory. So like it's like he then is asking for like the the homosexual act to be done to him. I, there's like a, there's a line in the third verse somehow busting down your eyes, so you can see me coming. I was like, yes, yo, what is yes. what is going on here? All what? right, so so y'all y'all know what it sounds like. It's like the 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 chorus in the song is like where the hood, where the hood, where the hood at. Had a nigga in the cup, where the wood at? All them niggas acting up, where the wolves at? Oh, was that oh, a double yeah. No, was that a double entendre? Was that a double entendre? It might, it might have been. It might have been. <laughs> so, it, it's just, this is like a chant, like whatever. All right. You, you think a call and response. A, a yeah, call it's and response. call and response. And then you get to the verse, right? And then the beat's going off, you nodding your head. And he's like, man, cats don't know what it's going to be messing with a dog like me. D. To the MX. Last I heard, you cowards was having sex with, with the, the same, same sex. sex. I show no love to or excuse me. I think that's what he said. I'll, I'll, oh I'll no, they, they edited it out. They yeah. edited that part out. Yeah, so those empty out and throw more. How are you gonna explain boning a man? Oh, this these lyrics this are the edited uh, version. Yeah, up. that's that's the that's the those version that's for, for the radio. But yeah, I remember okay, all the lyrics. I found I know, it. I know, okay, okay, okay. I, this what you want to do? If this is what you want to do. He said, I show no love to those. Empty out, reload, and blow more slugs. 
how you gonna explain fucking a man? Even if we squashed the beef, I ain't touching your hand. There's more. I don't fuck with chumps. For those that been to jail, that's the cat with the Kool-Aid on his lips and pumps. I don't fuck with niggas that think they broads. Only know how to be one way. That's the dog. I know how to get down, know how to bite, bark very little, but I know how to fight. I know how to chase a cat up in the tree. Man, I'll give y'all niggas the business for fucking with me. Is, Is you, crazy? you crazy? Yeah. 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 And there, there's more, but yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. 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 This third verse is like all Vile. time. Vile. Like, Vile. Too, like, like too bad for me to read on, on the show. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I'm still going to have to like spend like a half hour bleeping out the shit you said. <laughs> Some of the stuff you said. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, man. Like, but th- but that's what we're talking about. Like, we have given that kind of stuff a pass for so long, and like for him to step to get himself in this kind of situation, he's like, bro, it's almost like the uh, like we like you're like you're a superstar. Like we let you, we kind of let y'all get away with like with with like to keep you from getting a third foul, like in the middle of the third, in like early in the second quarter, fool, like. You can't, the Randy Orton rule. Why would you run him? Why would you just bowl him over like that, LeBron? You fucking idiot! Like, you, go sit, go sit, go sit and sit your time hey, out. The, the the Randy Orton wellness rules. Oh yeah, the strikes, the fourth strike, the yeah, fourth strike, yeah. Um, yeah, like not, no, not. Oh, it's just start, nah, nah, nah. Because like now it's like once a year. Like if you go a whole year, you get a, the, the third strike. You go Removed. back to two strikes. You go back. You you, you know every year. Oh, oh, okay, okay, Vince. Okay, um, yeah, man. But j- j- that's my point. It's like, think of all the stuff that Baby has has put himself into in the last couple months, just this whole entire summer. And it's like he's super, like he's still like super hot. Like if I went to look at Spotify, I guarantee you, like he's still in the top ten of streaming in the world of all artists. And it's like. And he's on a bunch of songs and done a lot of stuff in the last uh, year and a half. But it's like, is that better for your... Would you rather be him right now or you'd rather be Kohler or, or Kendrick? I'd much rather be one of them. Like, they're, they're, they're never going to be able to resonate with the streets and ha- and be on the radio all the goddamn time like he, like he is on this run right now. But at the same time, like... I must rather be be him, and like, and even like the baby when it's like people want to clown him for going to Paris with with James Harden and shit, right? It's like he's on every song right now, and like I kind of foresaw this for for baby in a way, or not foresaw it to this level, but like I just thought to myself like he has more heart and he has more heart and empathy in humanity in his in his shit and more versatility in his shit than the baby does. So I so I didn't think that I didn't think that he was going to necessarily become this kind of breakout star in the last you know year and change or whatever it was but I did absolutely think that like he was going to make it and be a person that had some type of um staying power uh but yeah like and you see all this and you see that stuff and it's like I much rather I much rather be it it may feel like this person's out of the culture in a way. Um, given how fast music moves, but like, I much rather want to go that route and be somebody that's kind of my own art tour, um, and kind of have my own lane in a way and kind of be myself and pick and choose who I, and still be able to pick and choose who I work with. And when I do something, that's an event, then like, 
every two weeks I gotta have some, or every two to three weeks or four weeks I gotta have some new, or otherwise like people gonna think I fell off. Like that seems exhausting. Mm. And it's like, look what is like. <clears throat> Kanye West is already crazy, or has the elements of ego that was going to lead to this. But like being an egomaniac, but like if Kanye didn't feel the need to, um stay on top in the way he wanted to the last, you know, let's say, uh, or, you know, parts of his, most of his career now at this point, maybe he doesn't go nuts like how he has. Yeah. This Cause there was I, one point where like Kanye was, everybody was rooting for Kanye. That is, that will never happen again. That's yeah. been dead since 2009. Yeah. Um, there's 27 songs on this album. And it's like a bunch of like what? part twos to songs and yeah, it's it's way the fuck out there. Like I, I saw it, like I saw the track list. And How I was long like, was album? I was like, this shit like a DJ Khaled album. Like, no. <laughs> I mean, I saw I heard about how like he had some people working with him, and it's like, I, I I wonder if I wonder if he felt like this album has to be a departure from this other shit that like people just do not, I've never heard people talk about like over the last couple of years, right? Like life of Pablo is kind of like the last time I really cared to kind of. And then like, you know, maybe it's more like, look, man, I, the gospel thing, the, the, you know, the rollout when we had like three albums all drop, like all at the same time out of good music and like, you know, him trying to wanting to be like the one to have one last, one last hurrah as a super producer, like, Maybe it was like, hey, I got to kind of get back to, you know, some semblance of what he was. Because he did, because even even his his uh, his f- earlier work had a lot of features on it. A lot of features on it. So, um, like, I wonder how long these album, these songs, well, I don't really wonder. But, like, given that it's, you know, so long, I imagine that, like, all these songs are, like, two minutes and change. I would have to look into that further, but yeah. um, I guess going to the days when Kanye used to go out there and put uh, do a not do one a radio version of a song and then for the album version is seven fucking minutes long or whatever. It's like why Kanye? No, no, we, no one needed this. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's get to the wrestling. So 50, 50, 54 minutes into it. Okay, okay. We, we just like giving that. y'all bonus bonus stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, AW all out. Um, Chicago, Illinois, sold out. Um, looks like it's probably going to be the biggest show in AW history. Based on um, buy rates? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, lot, lot, you know, looking at the card, like, I, if story-wise, right, it's I weak. don't know if there's that much that I'm, like, really resonating with, like, as far as, like, like I'm into Chris Jericho and MJF. Don't get yep. me wrong. Um, it's a feed of the year contender. Um, but a lot of this stuff is just, like, we got some names. We're going to have them wrestle people that it, you think they'd have a good match with. And then some of the storytelling isn't like for as hot as AEW's been for the past like two months since mm-hmm. July, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, when it comes to the pay per view right here, I don't know. Like, I think it's going to be a good show, but I'm, I don't like, I think they've really like taken to really building up their television very strong and then the pay-per-views like this is a bonus kind of rather than like a destination even though you know stuff is peaking here obviously you got title matches and you have um stuff like uh your jericho retirement step step and stuff like that but like i don't know man like and i wouldn't have said that about something like double or nothing 
Yeah, this is this is like a this is for AEW. This is the first pay per view I felt like. Um, not, not that you mentioned, I didn't think about it for them, but like you look at that card. I think it's ten matches deep now, and it's you look at the builds for all these things. And obviously, they have two more shows left. But even whatever they, even if they give you hooks for some of these stories, um, for some of these uh, uh, matches, this is very light on story and emotion and um, drama, or um, in a way compared to what has what was the case for the previous uh, editions of pay per views. Like normally, we have like three things we can reel off and saying this thing is heated and I can't see, I can't wait to see like the directions this could go because of, you know, if someone wins or loses, they can go down this path, this path. And, you know, and you start thinking of like where this will lead you in television and what it could be. Um, it's almost like, it's almost like they had a, a monumental return. And then there was like, Hey, like we ain't got this shit. We put our feet up. We got this. Um, it kind of like, feels like all-star game. Kind of. Um, if it, it, it feels, I think it's like, we'll see what it goes, but like, this is the closest thing they've ever had to like, uh, to like some mindless takeover, not to say that, or I would say like, you know, Andrade versus pocket, just like, I guess the drama is, will Lucha Bros turn on him? And it's like, if they turn on him, they have to turn on them like after, uh, they're already the tag champs or whatever else. And then you, and then you think about that and you're like, well, wait a second. Uh, Pentagon of Phoenix, like, they haven't had some, like, big run to get these belts in a way that, like, you know, um, FT- FTR or SEU had, or even the Young Bucks had, regardless of, you know, uh, what happened with that match before they won it, that build, but, like, they were chasing out those belts for a while, and then they finally come in with them winning. Um, uh, and there is no, like, you know, uh, there is no, like, real babyface conquest or, or journey except for like Jericho on this card that I'm thinking of like you know they do the like Christian versus Omega it has a it has a decent build like obviously you have uh, the two different factions involved you have the win that, uh, that Christian has over Omega but like it feels like second pay-per-view in a row like Kenny Omega as the champion isn't like the main event priority or the most important thing um and I don't like it I don't, I don't disagree, but like, you know, it was supposed to be hangman and hangman pulled out. So it was like, you know, I, you know me, I try to get the benefit of, of the doubt to the booker when I know that like their plans got fucked with by things they could not control. Like I, yeah. maybe I shouldn't give people that kind of benefit of doubt, but I've always been like that. I've always been like, I've been like that with Vince for years when things go, you know, get, get out of walking. I think that like there's an excuse for him. I do the same thing with Triple H. I do the same thing. I don't think I've really had to make many excuses for, for Gato or, or, um, or Rossi, for example, but like, I, if there were, I would have, right? So, um, yeah, I just, I just think that kind of messed it up. So that's what they went with, and you know, luckily they had, you know, up their sleeve, CM Punk. Um, the Darby thing, I mean, depending on, you know, like I think the Darby thing is super hot uh, with uh, CM Punk. Let's start I, there. Let, let's start there. CM okay. Punk and Darby Allen. Um, the return match, the dream match, or. Yeah. This is a WrestleMania match. Yeah. This is a WrestleMania match. <laughs> yeah. Biggest, hottest match of the year, I would probably say. Most, most it's, it's the most anticipated. The hottest, yeah. I mean, you know, that's debatable and blah, yeah. blah, blah. But, like, obviously most anticipated because people have been waiting for the shit for seven years. Yeah. Um, I I really like Punk's promo that he did last week. Um, pretty much just building Darby Allen up is, like, this guy that he would have admired. Uh, and basically he's, like, 
gonna have to prove it not only to himself, but like like he doesn't want to prove uh everyone wrong is he wants to prove himself right from like you know him still being good and uh yeah. stuff like that. Like I think that's all really good. Like especially yeah. like where the match is gonna be is gonna be in Chicago, like that building's gonna be out of their fucking minds uh when CM Punk comes out. And I just think are I, you I don't are you surprised? I'll let you get back to your point, quick, but I just want you to answer this like quickly. Are you surprised that he's still this fucking good on the mic? <laughs> no, no, okay, um, okay. Like because like, like like I was saying in my column, um, like CM Punk like connects with people almost on a human level first. So it's like when he does the thing when he's saying it with Shivani, he's like, I can't hear you, Tony. It's like bullshit, or like you can clearly hear him, but it's like. <laughs> We fucking love you anyway. So it's like uh, he he exudes such big star energy. Like when he's like on the mic, when you look at him, you believe him. And I think that's like like with the, the Jericho match and me being I, I don't know who's going to win that. And it's so up in the air. Say like Jericho never wrestles again. Right. Or for AW. Like I said in the in the um, social suplex thread, I was like, man, I was like CM Punk like slots right there in Jericho's spot or even a level higher like (laughs) like maybe it's okay that if Jericho loses here but um I I think he's he's been awesome on the mic he's just like you know as he always was and I anticipate that wrestling won't be far behind because he was never like this this hyper athlete that like um, had to do all these like crazy things in the ring. Like he was a thinking man's wrestler all the time that used to just put matches together in very smart ways and make people invest in him. And like he had his signature spots that, that were over Mm -hmm. and people loved. And I don't, I've, I feel like that's not something that would just go away. (laughs) You're right. You're right. Um, because if it's anything we've seen with wrestlers, it's like their it's not their their mind is the, isn't the first thing to go. It's well, their it body. depends. On, it depends on how outdated their their the match they have in mind is for the audience. But outside True. of that, but but the style like but so many people that so many people's like matches or whatever else over the last decade have been influenced by him and Daniel Bryan, right? Mm-hmm. So. Um, I don't think necessarily he'd be out of touch. Like, you know, people talk about, um, you think of music, for example, or let's do, you know, this, right. Pop in some song, pop in some album from some Southern rap album from the early two thousands. And you remember it used to knock a certain way. And then mm-hmm. you put in the Mike will made it, uh, some Mike will made it 808 mafia shit. And you're just like, wow. Like the sound is just completely different from what's on trap music, for example. It's like, uh. it's just a heavier, people have, people have up the stakes of it. So like, I think that, I think that with Darby, there'll be the right marriage of this person that, like, and, cause Darby's also a great storyteller. So it's like, the, I think the marriage of Darby doing his depthifying stuff, the size advantage at play with what CM Punk and Darby are going to have as that dynamic to work their match into. And then CM Punk kind of being like one of the forefathers of this, you know, some of this style I think is going to work. And I don't think he's going to feel too out of place if he's in there with the right person. Mm-hmm. And I think Darby's one of the right people to be in there with. So I'm not concerned about it. I just, you know, obviously, you know, 
older guy, hasn't really been doing this for long. We don't know what kind of condition he is, how long he actually, how many bumps he's been taking over time. He asked, I heard him talk about a bump card. So we'll see. But it's at the same time, like we see old heads talk about the bump card. We got Jeff Hardy still out here, still can give you a good fucking match if need be. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think I, I, I don't have many concerns. Um, but I, I just wanted to, the thing me was like, it struck me was like that promo fun, like just from a, from a fundamental standpoint was excellent for the way that he put over Darby knowing that like, we all going to this knowing he's going to beat Darby, but like the way you put him over, cause they're both baby faces. The way you put him over is like, you're going to lose, but this is going to be the biggest match of your life. And all you got to do is go out there and ball and help carry this older guy or whatever else is not, that's not it, you know, in the ring shape that you are. And like, y'all go out there and have a match and like, he's going to win, but, most likely Darby's gonna be the most impressive person in that match and people do the you still got it thing to see him punk and that'll that'll carry a lot of the day for him but like just like you give him 15 minutes and have him beat him and you know put a knee through his fucking forehead and shake his hand at the end and we move on and do the attaboy like I, and I think like people will be very very satisfied yeah um yeah uh, I'm picking punk to win and um I think any other result is like <laughs> <laughs> almost like uh, like don't get it wrong if this was New Japan or something Punk may lose right they like they like to tell the story of like yo building back building back yeah. or whatever but I wouldn't play with it like I think you, you got like, some hot and CM Punk right now and um you know cause Darby losing this is not a match that Darby loses is gonna hurt him in any way shape or form right like and if there's anybody we're not worried about losing, it's Darby Allen because like, <laughs> like he got beat his entire way up uh, of of becoming a star in right. AEW. So, right. um, so we'll go to Kenny Omega and Christian singles match AEW World Title. As James mentioned, uh, this is the second pay per view in a row where like it seems like the World Title is not like the 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 square thing. It's not uh, the top holding thing. holding the uh, show together after you know the. You know the uh, shit with Moxley that he was doing before, yeah. And like I said, like I was saying, I don't like it because it's like, all right, we know they have Stadium Stampede, which I don't know if that's an annual thing, but it happened two years in a row. Yeah. So it's like, all right, you're not. Maybe you don't quote unquote need him for that. Then you have CM Punk for this show, and it's like, oh, you don't need Kenny Omega for this, and you can like. And it's business wise, I totally get it. Like, yeah. you don't need to waste like a, a super waste. challenger, yeah, quote unquote, yeah, like like a hangman for this one, right? You don't need to waste that with the CM Punk thing because you can get two shows out of it instead of one. But that leads you to like, all right. This it's like, well, what do we need him for? Like, <laughs> like, what do we need uh, Kenny for? So it's just like, all right, their job is to have the best match that they can to, to save yeah. it in the ring. And I still like, think, that, I, well, I don't think it necessarily is at the point where we need to say they quote unquote need to save it because, like, I don't think they've told a bad story. I think they told a perfectly fine story, but it feels more like something that you would put on TV than actually put in the main event of one of your four biggest shows of the year. Um, that you that you you know you're trying to get a pay per view uh buy rate off of, uh, but at the same time, like, dude, after the match they had on what was that the first episode of Rampage? Is there any doubt that they're not going to have like this at worst the second or third best match on the show uh come this weekend? They're going to they're going to have an awesome fucking match. I have no doubt about it. Like, cause that match they had 
the other uh, a couple weeks ago, people a lot of people think that's some four and a half star match. I don't. I think it's like a four, four and a quarter match. But I didn't for one second think that that was their best match at mm-hmm. all. I thought that they, I thought that if they had gone longer, done less shenanigans, they could have, they could have done way better. And that was what the intention of the match was: is to get Christian over as a title challenge for a pay per view. Uh, given the short on short notice and then also like give you a taste of what's to come like it was very much like a you know like when we talk about them starting matches seeing like utami and shuri go to a fucking 15 minute draw where they tore it where it was like yo they they're in the middle of bfe but they fucking killed it so you know yeah, like I, i'm expecting them to have a great match like i understand like it's, it's lackluster and christian is a weak challenger or whatever else but like I, they technically did everything right and like I have no doubt, I have no doubt they're gonna have a great match. I think they're gonna. I think I think four and a half. I think four and a half is gonna happen. I think these guys are are gonna be um, out to prove something because the Seth Rollins and Edge match just happened. Um, the Roman Reigns and Edge match just happened. So on on Kenny's end, obviously he, he's been like kind of doing this shit all year. Uh, but Christian is like, all right, I'm 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 gonna like close the coffin on you know. Like basically, they they brought up that number two stuff in the promo yeah. um, that they were talking about. So you got to think that that's uh, in the back of his mind somewhere. But uh, I got Kenny retaining here, and Omega marches on, uh, maybe towards CM Punk, maybe towards Brian Danielson, um, maybe towards Hangman Page. Um, Brian Danielson, I guess, is a good time to bring that up. So uh, it's been uh, rumored that he's going to be making his debut at All Out. Um, Brian comes out with fucking final countdown after if they let Kenny and Christian go on last or something, mm-hmm. and then you bring Danielson out. I think that's a perfectly acceptable way to do it. Yeah, that and, easily gets you to explain like why it's main eventing over uh, CM Punk's return. Yeah, um, I think that would be like just one of the most insane moments that I would have would. I'm pre calling it um, <laughs> as a wrestling fan. Um, pretty much two of the guys that like have been my favorite wrestlers like in, in this time in the one nation radio era um, it's, I it's, say, it's funny i've been thinking about that is like next year like, i guess for like the 10th anniversary show like we should like reevaluate like who like you know we started the show november was september 2012 like when we get to september 2022 like we should reevaluate what our top 10 or whatever the, the length of the list was for like our favorite wrestlers when we announced it on the show and like go back and kind of review like how much that has changed in the decade of wrestling we've watched because <laughs> there's gonna be a lot of japanese people on this card on the on on this jack and it's gonna be like i never would imagine i'm the kind of wrestling fan that i am now i would have looked down on the wrestling fan i have become uh, a decade ago. That's funny. I absolutely would have. I looked down and been like, "Wait, what? Why am I? Why am I doing this?" It's like because I really like this shit, and WWE is not giving me what I want, and I'm going. To, I'm willing to go out and find what I want. So, um, but yeah, like you're you're right. Like uh, the Brian things will be interesting um, for the perspective, or it could be interesting in the perspective of like, what if they're, the Booker's not trying to cut his legs off the whole time? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with CM Punk. Like, what if they're, like, not trying to hold him back and, like, keep him as, like, a 1B or some shit? Like, what if they say, hey, go be the biggest star you can be? Like, <laughs> like I think all of that is really fucking cool. Um, 
But um, yeah, Brian uh, leaving WWE. I've I've wanted it to happen for years. I've came on this show and conspiracy yes. theorized and, you, and, and you, told y'all what was happening, really early, happening. Earlier in this year, you basically you basically like left the message telling him like, "Hey, shit or get out the pot. Either either stop talking about New Japan and or, and go in Arena Mexico to wrestle in CMLO or or or." Or or leave like it's not gonna happen to WWE. It's almost like you got to the point where like you want that man to leave so bad that you need to reach out and need to just express your frustration with this man talking about trying to get W. You want to do all this pro wrestling things, and when WWE doesn't want to do pro wrestling, they want to do sports entertainment. Like stop it, fucking leave, and then he's gonna do it. (laughs) So at the end of the day, I get what I want. Give me what I want. (laughs) So, um. I I would be very I would be a very happy man uh, a week from now or less than a week from now uh, should Brian Danielson show up and uh, yeah so from what I heard like you know um, the people that broke the news about Daniel Bryan signing with AEW um, also came along I think it was Wrestling Inc basically came came around and said that it was like the plan was to do the Arthur Ashe Stadium when he was going to come out. But because of COVID restrictions, they think that like that shit might be messed up or the tennis might mess up and they feel like they have to do that in front of a crowd, much like CM Punk is not going to just fucking show up to a pandemic show for AEW mm-hmm. return. So they moved it up. Um, I mean, that will make people tune in on Wednesday. I can tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. Um so uh, Chris Jericho and MJF, uh, if Jericho loses, he will retire from in-ring competition in AEW. Uh, when this promo segment was going on, I was like, oh, shit, I don't want Jericho to lose. Like, because <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, it's one thing, like, AEW's not about to come out here and fuck their stipulations like that. So, like, they would really have to do, like, a massive undertaking and going back on the stipulation if he, quote, unquote, never wrestles again. Right. And I was thinking about when does Jericho's contract expire? Apparently it's not for like another year and a half or something like that. Um, so in my mind, I was like, I think Jericho's winning. And then I started thinking about it. I was like, man, could Jericho be like trying to work? Like, I don't get the feeling that they would throw the stipulation on there to go back on it. Right. Uh-huh. But it's like they could always just like like MJF usually wins at the end. Like in, in a lot of his fucking feuds or like you think about blood and guts, um, you think about the Cody feud, um, like he, he stands tall at a time where it's just like, man, fuck that guy. Like it, it's just like and I like MJF or whatever, which is funny, but um, I don't know what's going to happen here. I don't want the mark in me doesn't want Jericho to lose and wants Jericho to win and, and keep his career going. And then you start thinking about the labors of Jericho and it was like this like. It was like this wish factory of things. Like it was almost like this is your life, but in wrestling form. <laughs> um, like we're gonna bring back fucking who is who Guerrero. You're gonna do a death match. You're gonna fight somebody that's holding a chair. Uh, you're gonna beat a monster at the end or whatever. Like then this, but you lose the MJF, and then it's like, well, what else can you do now? You got to up the stakes to almost like a uh, uh, a, a huge, a very big level, right? But mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Uh, I'm gonna pick Jericho just because I don't like. I want. I'm rooting for for the for the babyface. Let's just say that. 
So I thought that Jericho signed in like January 2019. It was a three year deal. So I, the fact is a year and a half longer surprised me. I or think a year there's some type of option or something. Okay. So, um, I think there's money in a third and final Omega Jericho match. Um, not saying that means they have to do it, but I've I've always felt that there's a there's like once you know. That was one of the things to do. Like you, you sit, you beat him, and you quote unquote send him out of the territory of the free agent, and then he can just become a full time man or announcer or whatever. But um, I thought that like there's 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 another match there. Uh, but if MJF wins, but if, I think the thing for me is like if MJF wins, then he needs to become the number one contender immediately. Um, there's no reason for him not to be. Uh, so that's also something to think about is like, so if you're not in a rush to get MJF straight to the title picture, straight to the title match, then he loses, he loses right here. And then like he rebuilds in the next couple months. So one way to think about it. Um, but, but I mean, like either way, like they can go either way and it'll be, it'll work out fine. But like, I, I think this, you know, this is the best story that they're telling right now. Do we think that there's like, aside from the Kenny thing, what else is there for Jericho? Um, there's tag stuff with Sammy um, and faction stuff with more of the inner circle. Um, maybe he could be the, well, he's a baby face now, but I'm saying maybe he's a person like does a program with Hangman or Moxley or, or whatever. Like there's, there's stuff to do because there's so many fucking wrestlers. Like, like somebody's going to have to wrestle Daniel Bryan and CM Punk after this. Yeah. yeah. Or am I like Malachi Black? Right, so like, I think Malachi Black would be a like. I don't know if if Malachi Black's gonna be like stuck going through all the nightmare factories and put them all in body bags, but he would be a perfect opponent for Jericho, like to build up Malachi Black even more. But then, like, it's weird because Jericho's career now is going to start to echo what his career I think in WWE was at after a certain point, where it's like. All right, you're not gonna be on top, top no more. He's a top, like he's clearly a top guy creatively, and like he still is a top guy creatively, but like roster positioning or whatever else, he's being phased down. Right, and usually mm-hmm. Jericho has a presence of mind either to pull himself back, go on tour, take time off, something um, to not that have not have that happen to him. Right, mm-hmm. so. Very interesting all around here. So I don't think Jericho's retiring. If they did, like, like if this was the last match of Chris Jericho, I'd be fucking shocked. Let's just say that. Okay. Um, I'm I, I'm a notch below you because maybe he might be like, look, look at what I've done the last, like, since the fall, the last six months or eight months or whatever. I was like, I, I, I'm not the person I used to be in the ring. So, like, Maybe I can only do big events, and if I can only do big events, then like I can't really do this anymore. I don't know, but that's we'll see. We'll see how this goes. But absolutely, the best story they're telling right now. Yeah, um, AW World Tag Team Titles in the Steel's Cage, brother. Uh, the Young Bucks taking on the Lucha Brothers. So two years to the rematch. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, a primary feud in this company's history. Uh, even before that. I, um, this is like one of the the great tag team rivalries of all time. Yep. Um, I'm. It's time. 
it, it's time. Uh, it's time to switch the belts here. Um, Bucks have pretty much beat everyone down. The Loose Brothers have been like held from them strategically, I'd, I'd argue, for quite a while. Um, they've beat Pentagon and Eddie Kingston. They've beat Phoenix and Pat, but not the Lucha Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the K stipulation is basically going to keep everyone out. We're going to get some wild ass shit. I think in this between Phoenix and Nick Jackson and uh, Pentagon, you've, I'm sure there's going to be a ladder in there. There's going to be tables inside the cage. It's going to be absolutely incredible. Um, tag team steel cage match. Looking forward to it. Last time they did on the ladders. Now they're doing it on the cage. They, they hadn't done this match in two years, James. Yep. Are you glad they don't have to pretend that it's a tag match? I don't care. Like, no, no, <laughs> you get what I'm saying, though. Like, the kind of shit they do in a match is like, okay, like, they'll do tags for like five minutes and then like the next, you know, 20 minutes of, the, of this match, like, they're about, like, what tagging? What? We're, like, we're just going to do whatever the fuck we want. Like, they got to pretend now. Like, show rules. Get the fuck. rules. Yeah, sure. Anyway, no. like, I, I'm just like, look, just be prepared for a match of your contender. That's all I'm yeah. going to say. They, yeah. like, you you liable to, you are liable to see Nick a a Jackson brother get Canadian destroyed off the top of a cage. You are liable to see some shit like that. Yes. So, um, yeah, man, through a table, be, maybe off the off, <laughs> we, off, we, off the cage we, through a double decker set of tables. You can't guarantee that they won't just go to that to the canvas, Rich. Not their fucking minds. So, yeah, man, this match is gonna hey. be incredible. This is gonna be a match of your contender. Um, like I, I was thinking about this yesterday uh, when they won the uh, or d- during Rampage. I'm just like they they go off for a four and a half star match with Lucha Express. I'm thinking to myself like people had this back and forth online. And I have to see on my fucking timeline about the Young Bucks. I was or, thinking about this. About I was like, Bucks why don't they ever can the, about the Young Bucks and the Usos? I'm thinking to myself, why in the fuck? Are, why the fuck are we not talking about like the the, the, uh, the Lucha Bro? Like, why the fuck are we ever talking about the Usos and not the Lucha Bro? Lucha Bro is better or better than the Usos. I don't know what the I, fuck I was, y'all I was talking ask, about. I, I was gonna ask, why don't the Usos ever like get compared to the Lucha Brothers? Like, like I think that's gonna be the new um like next time I see that shit, I'm gonna say, look, man. Well, you know why? Yeah. You know why? Yeah. People that don't like the Young Bucks don't like them mostly because they're white guys doing lucha. But once but but once you once you if they if if they were if they were I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna give I was gonna give you a last name and with an accent. I'm not gonna do that. But if they if they if if they were uh you know if, if they were just Mexicans and they were the Jack Stone brothers. Like that's exactly what that's exactly what I stopped myself from doing. That's exactly and you did it. How do you read my mind? You evil. That's 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 ridiculous. The, 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 yeah. So anyway, I'm with, not even, with the little with the little thing over the O. Oh my God. Yes. The accent. You got yes. It. God damn it. Oh my God. So anyway, my point being is, we because it's lucha because it's lucha libre we allow and we've seen it for we grew up on a lot of people our age have grown up on because of uh the cruiserweights and um super super j cup and best super juniors and all that kind of stuff and all the wrestling we saw from all around the world and we accept that foreigners wrestle different than our nwa drop toe hold ass 
people in our country, right? We've, we accept that and we're fine with it. If you love wrestling, you're my age. We've accepted it. Some of our favorite wrestlers are people that came out that, that came from all the world wrestling, like grew up that, that grew up watching Tiger Mask and, and Dynamite Kid and wanted to do that at a certain level, uh, in front of, in front of audiences, right? We've accepted it and we're fine with it. And we'll see the gifts of Vikingo or Laredo Kid doing something absolutely absurd and wild and just in innovative. And we say that's fucking awesome. But but what's is these white boys doing lucha? And I understand it because it's a big because it does tie into the appropriation or whatever else uh, or parts of, of uh, intellectual appropriation or whatever else. I get it. But we do not. But it's also the fact that like. There's these guys that are from here that wrestle that don't wrestle the quote unquote the right way, and it it makes in their people it doesn't it doesn't in their mind they just can't deal with it, and it's like. But on the other hand, you got you got the Lucha Bros, you got Phoenix and Pentagon, and they never get these criticisms, and they and and like for me it's like. I think that I don't think that is that they should be getting criticized. I think that y'all should lay off the young bucks, so. Um, so for me, it's like, I love when they're in the ring together. Anytime they have a ring, uh, anytime a, a Jackson and a Lucha Bro is in AEW and they have a match in any type of configuration, whatever else, it fucking kill, it fucking destroys the house. Um, and people lose their minds when it happens. It's happened, it's happened in eight man tags. This happened in singles matches. This happened in, t- in ladder matches, tag matches. This happened in, and that's what happened in the cage. It's going to be awesome. It's gonna be one of the best, it might be end up being the best match AEW this year. We don't know. I can't wait. I I'm kind of halfway terrified on what they're gonna what ridiculous thing they're gonna do. Uh, but like it's gonna be a great match, and I think it's now the time is appropriate to finally give uh Pentagon and Phoenix the number uh arguably any whatever you know uh kind of designation you want to make like the but definitely two of the top five best in reformers in the history of AEW that they finally get a belt and then go out here and have more of the awesome matches they've been having like i'm sorry like kenny omega nick jackson matt jackson penta l l uh 0m and ray phoenix are the five best in performers in AEW history this is not up for debate there's no one even who's who the fuck is six who's six maybe darby Okay, but Darby six. I don't. Darby. I don't call. I don't call Darby having no five star matches. I don't call Darby having no four, four and three quarter star matches. I don't call him having four and a quarter matches. Okay, yeah, but it's a dis. Whoever there's six a is, there's a couple. Yeah, there's a there's is, a there's a class of five right there on top. Six is six is not nothing to sneeze at. Six is an excellent wrestler. <laughs> six, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing, there's no, there, but there is a fucking tier, and there's a tier of five that are incredible, that have been incredible for this run that we had of AEW history, and they stand alone. They are, like, they are, they are all in the, in, uh, in the, in Mount Olympus at the peak. Everybody else is below them. So, so th- this will be the 11th defense for the Young Bucks. I just want to wow. go through, uh, these matches that they've done, and what, what we're talking about is an all time, tag team championship reign here um going through it they defeat ftr for the belts and what some people call a classic either way it's a great match regardless of regardless a of great what, match regardless of how overrated i think it's still a great match at least at the least i think it's four and a quarter 
Bucks carried the acclaimed at the end of 2020 in their first defense, make them look like stars in the main event. Bucks are still baby faces. Uh, before that, this isn't in the uh, title match, but the week before, they wrestled top flight and put them on the map. Yeah. After that, they defend against the inner circle, Santana and Ortiz on Dynamite. Then they defend the belts. That's good as hell. Yep, they defend against Chris Jericho and MJF. I don't think that was the greatest match, but uh, it was all right. It was still very good. Like, it's somewhere in, like, the three-and-a-half, three-and-three-quarter range. And the buzz was like, oh, okay, y'all not really rocking with us like that. We're going to go ahead and turn heel. Uh, Or they're they're basically like, all right, we wrestled all the the people we can wrestle um, as faces. We're going to swap and then get to wrestle more people. So they roll out of the bed with a five star match against Pac and Ray Phoenix on TV. Um, that that was the first week of Dynamite unopposed, um, you know, and they take the first half hour and it's that match. Um, then they retire SCU a couple weeks after that, <laughs> and then another fuck and a bloody war uh, against uh, Christopher Daniels and Frank Kazarian. They make the Varsity Blondes look like they're worth a damn. Um, and these guys have like, they have maybe three or four years experience between them. Anybody that gets in the ring with the Bucks is better. Um, one of the best matches I've seen this year, Young Bucks against Eddie Kingston and John Moxley, a double or nothing. Crowd on their feet the last 10 minutes of the match. It was the second match, James. Um <laughs> Yeah, AEW World Tag Team Title Street Fight. Uh, the Eddie Kingston in Pentagon uh, in Miami at Road Rager. Then this match they had um a couple weeks ago against the Jurassic Express. Like this is a title reign. Like and this is like you know and they cap it off with a cage match. I don't know if it's the end. I think it's the end. But look, I I don't. I'm not saying you gotta like these dudes, right? But look at the resume. <laughs> look at the resume <laughs> so um moving on um Pac versus andrade in a singles match um this should be really good this should just be some explosive fast work you would think um i think andrade's still got uh you know he's got people to show it to um in AEW. They've kind of took the, the foot off the gas on this. I don't know if it's a case of Pac wasn't able to travel or not. Um, he's been in limited doses. So I was going to be interested to see how they play it. I would say be on alert for Chavo Guerrero fuckery uh, on the outside or maybe the dude that's holding the tablet, something. But uh, I feel like Andrade is going to get the win here. I know what this match should have been on TakeOver. I know what this match would have been on t- been like on takeover on a takeover. Um, so we'll see what this match looks like on uh on a AEW pay per view. Um, like so, I, I you know I don't think they're gonna get the time that they would have uh if this had happened somewhere else. Um, I think this is probably gonna go like no like fifteen minutes or so, but in those fifteen minutes, um. We have two of the premier talents in all of professional wrestling in the world. So, like, you know, it should be a great match. There's a lot of cool matches on the show. For what I said, like, lacking investment emotionally in the show, like, but you just start looking at it. It's like, there's a ton of fucking, like, matches that you want to see. Like, it's just like, oh. Like, like when we do the yearly uh, draft, 
we do the yearly draft for Insult Suplex where we basically all, you know, have a number of picks or roughly 20 or 30 picks. And we basically, or, I'm sorry, uh, 24 picks. We basically draft like six women acts, six women singles acts, 12 male singles acts, and then six tag teams. And we basically make a card, a 10 match card out of that. Like, Pack versus Andrade is a match absolutely someone would have drafted and, and put, like, you know, run second or third from the top uh, for their quote-unquote pay-per-view, right? So it's like, this match should be, that. It, like, in a lot of places, this match would go to fuck off. There's a, there's a lot of questions on what is going on with Andrade and the weight he's put on and what of what ability that might affect his, uh, his some of his acrobatics and his, maybe even his wind and, dexter, and dexterity. But, um... Pack is pack. Pack always gonna be packed until Pack can't be packed no more. So that dude's awesome. He's always everything. I've never not seen him be fucking awesome. And you know, like if they get fifteen minutes or whatever else, they're gonna have a great match. Like there's no reason why this can't be like another match very similar to like the Pack and um, Adam Page stuff from the beginning from the uh, the end of 2019 in AEW. Like this right. match should be a, just a, a great mid card. Match it just like it's awesome, but goes short, so you can't just say it's some type of match of your contender. But like, it should be filled with incredible action because these are two of the most of uh, the com- most complete like in performers we have. I'd open the show with this. Mm. Like if that'd they be, don't, that'd, op- be, that'd be a lot of that'd be strong. That'd be a strong like get off the first because you know they, like you said like they don't like to build up like a like a, like Japanese promotions do with their card. They just put like you know. Everything has to, you know, top the next thing. So, yeah, you're right. Like, if they don't put, like, the cage match on first, because I don't know about the logistics of the cage or whatever. Do you think Do you think that happens, like, where they put it on, like, in the same spot? They put, like, uh, where did they put that Moxley and Kingston Young Bucks match at double or nothing? Was that second? second? Yeah. Second. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I feel like they, they got to do the cage match either early or late. Like, not in the middle. Like, <laughs> or else it'll be, like, weird. I mean... Yeah, we'll, we'll see where that goes. Like, I, w- I w- what I would say is I would like for the cage match to go on after uh, Pac and Andrade are done. Um, right, right. Yeah. yeah, that's what I would like to happen. Um, because like <laughs> we we gonna see if <laughs> if uh, Pac, Pac, no, I ain't gonna do it. Um, if they gonna turn on this white man? Yes, yes. Um, so we got mirror. I, I, I would I would say that would suck for me personally. If, like. They finally win the belts, and then they immediately turn them heel. Like, fuck, man, we couldn't get like, damn, we're right, we're right back to the to like the, the Lucha Bros versus good guys. After we just got done watching the Bucks be good guys, like I want to see them like wrestle some of the heels or whatever else, and you know, Phoenix go out there and run ropes and be awesome, and Pentagon finding new new ways every single week to get come up with a Canadian destroyer for somebody. So, like, yeah, man, like I, I think it's time, but. uh but like I don't know. Like, does Andrade have to win? I think he does. Still, because I think he's still in. I think he's still trying to get over in AEW. I can um, I can see that. Yeah. So I think he's still running on rep right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like if you compare him to like Malachi Black, who I feel like is oh like, he's he's way ahead of him. Way yeah. it's not even a debate. Yeah. Um. So we got Miro and Eddie Kingston. They set this up on Rampage. Um, Eddie Kingston, the original guys who end up getting a contract after a loss. Miro apparently don't like this shit. He he does he doesn't appreciate when people take what they haven't earned. Uh, like Fuego, 
beat Fuego's ass, unmasked him, which I, I didn't like. I, I got some heat with me. You ain't supposed but, to like it. That's the know, point. That, I know. I, that was a good type of pro wrestling heat. Uh, I was like, damn you, Miro. Um Miro's awesome. Miro's been yeah. awesome lately. He really has. He really yep. has. Like he's not doing no innovative, like groundbreaking thing. He's just being a. He's being a, a awesome asshole. Like just over, like completely, like reserved, but over the top, like in the goofiness with it, like the the deadpan, straight, like serious but comedic. Like he's always had this in him. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, he's gonna wrestle uh, Eddie Kingston. A lot of people are in the in the Kingston right now. I think they're he- trying to heat this thing up kind of out of nowhere. He has been calling Kingston out for a while, but um, this should be a never match, I think. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm worried about how long this match goes. Like, I, should this match go longer than eight minutes? No. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same place. Like, just have eight action packed minutes of suplexes and chops and. And kicks and you know and a couple holes and then we move on from there. Like I mean, like I think I think that he should beat Kingston for the heat, but um, I think that there, I think that there is value in Kingston, um, like having the TNT belt being a career destination for him, like something that he should get eventually, but he has to, you know, build and fail over the next, you know, year or two before he finally gets it. And then yeah, like, mean, like and then and then it means something that like he finally won it and he actually is a champion after coming in and being a you know more or less a lovable loser as a heel. I, I think that's I think that'd be a really cool thing. We'll see what they do because like I don't know how over he is as far as moving merch or whatever else, but he is with Moxley and like people love him. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I feel like I saw this coming like from the moment the Mosley feud happened, I was like, whenever they they fucking flip this you guy, did say like that. You, you did he's say gonna that. be like Kevin Owens, like everybody's gonna fucking love yep. him, and like when him and Mosley like get together, like it's gonna fucking go off, and like it's worked out splendid for Eddie Kingston, um, who's really getting to go around the country on a national level for the first time um, to find he's over in a lot of different <laughs> markets or whatever, uh, which is kind of crazy. Um, I don't know if they do like a, like a Miro, uh, like basically cheats at the end to win or something happens that leads to him fighting at Arthur Ashe or I don't know, but, uh, I think this should be pretty solid here. Um, and also got to respect this match for, for being a, an example of, of letting men, bald and and gray in peace like uh, in public you know (laughs) so (laughs) and also we get to the next match uh, on there John Moxley (laughs) and Satoshi Kojima um so apparently this match was always set to happen um the Tanahashi thing is a tease for something that is yet to happen whether it's at Wrestle Kingdom or somewhere else um the quote-unquote contracts that are being sent back are going to keep having like different names on them other than uh, the Tanahashi one. That's at least how I'm kind of taking it. Um, But yeah, Kojima, Satoshi Kojima shows up. Um, He had a great match with Will Ospreay earlier this year. If you guys want to uh, check out uh, something that he did, it was like a no-holds-bar match, like four and a half. Um, He's still can roll out of bed like in his sleep like like i pretty much said on twitter i was like he's gonna roll out of bed in his sleep and give you three and three quarters like in yeah. this match yeah. and 
you never know. Like if Moxley's like feeling it and he feels like he's over. Oh, he's feeling it. Yeah. So like, like he'll be like, all right, let's go higher. <laughs> like the reason why I say he's feeling is like people. I, I, I don't. I think we may have not talked about this because like no, we didn't talk about it. Uh, like the actual matches that happened on uh, Rampage the week of that CM Punk return because like why the fuck would we? But because yeah. uh, it was like it was that week plus it was SummerSlam and Takeover, so we didn't talk about any of that stuff. But like. That main event he had with Daniel Garcia that goes like eight, eight, seven minutes, whatever else, and then like beats the shit out of him. Daniel Garcia has the advantage of he's a really good technical wrestler, and then he works over his leg, and the leg had been worked over from um, them attacking him in the past. Uh, like so, he works over the leg, he gives him a little stuff to work on, and then like he go back beating the shit out of him, and selling the bad leg, and then at the end he does like some version of a modified Scorpion Deathlock, and then but the like he messes he. He has to do it like where he has to lean back to get leverage, and then like he catches him in a choke, and then bully chokes him out. Like mm-hmm. that whole match was a fucking like that's a that was a Japanese wrestling match. That's a that's a like second on the card starter match where some were uh, like I don't know uh, Shuri gets a hold of like Kaguma or some shit like that. Like so yeah, like for me, like he's already has a mind frame of like. I'm being short and efficient with my storytelling and I'm going in there with Kojima. Like this, like one of my 10 favorite matches of the year at AEW so far was him versus, uh, versus Nagata. Like this match should be better than that. Yeah. Um, and, and continue to strengthen those bonds, um, you know, between AEW and New Japan. That's what, like, I was, I'm happy to see damn near anybody walk through that door. If your name's not evil, like <laughs> what about master Watto? Sure. Come, come, sure, come on by. Sure, sure. Come, okay. come look. Come wrestle on dark. You okay. know, come wrestle on dark. Low stakes, you know, huh? They, you know they had Renderito on dark. You know, so that's right. Yeah, um, Hikaleo on dark. You know they had, had Hikaleo on dynamite too. On dynamite too. Yeah. So like, keep strengthening those bonds. Like, like I think those had haven't that you know. There's an element of who to Kojima I, that I saw out there, and then I'm like. Yeah, you, you may have thought the Tanahashi match is coming. I can't really blame you for that. But um, and, and if you don't like read insider shit, like you won't know like what that promo was meant for, kind of. But um, I don't know. I don't feel like this is a company that needs to worry about breaking down every single fucking detail for everybody. It's like catch up. Like that's like like, like, like we ain't holding your hands. I could have swore he mentioned Tanahashi though by name. Yeah, he, he mentioned Tanahashi. A lot of people thought it was going to be like, like, this was going to be Tanahashi. Or oh, okay. And, you know, like I said, I can't blame them for that. But, like, me kind of, like, mm-hmm. you know, paying that extra bit of attention, like, to say, hey. But he's also playing in the story of, like, they're, they, like Tanahashi is ducking me. Eventually, right. Which means eventually he's going to get Tanahashi. When we don't know. But it's leading to that. You right. don't need it right now. Like, it's okay if he comes out here and has some of his best matches of the year with some of the New Japan dads. It's fine. In fact, bring more motherfuckers from New Japan that are high level over here. Bring Ishii over. Bring Taichi yeah. over. Bring Goto over. Yeah. Like, Please. It, like, bring Minoru Suzuki over one more time. Oh, I, I forgot. to. Uh, I think there's another match getting added to this show because Minoru Suzuki has decided to do a G1 of the United States. Shouts out to Murray Bone. Um, and he's wrestling everywhere in September, but there mm-hmm. seems to be a date that's free. And um, the stuff with uh, Dan Lambert and Men of the Year and beating up Lance Archer, I feel like Akaze Nizare is going to play in at All Out. Like, and 
there's going to be so Lance Archer going to challenge him and say, hey, I got a teammate or something like that. And be like, or they're going to say, you came out here by yourself. And he's like, nah, I didn't come by myself. Hit the music. All and right. then, well, let's put it this way, right? Would you not want to see Kingston and Moxley versus Archer in, in Suzuki? Because I fucking would. <laughs> Kingston and Moxley versus Archer and Suzuki. It just runs into Suzuki Goon stuff versus Art versus you know an yeah. obvious rival in the last couple of years of of Arch of Moxley and in Suzuki. It perfectly works. Yeah. And also like Archer and in, in, in Kingston Ben has smoke. Right. Right. Yeah, that'd be uh, that'd that's be a paper, interesting. Well, they, they can do that next pay per view for all I care. Yeah, that'd be pretty interesting. Um, but um, moving, I'm giving from you, that, I'm giving you free matchups, Tony. Yeah, Tony, I know, I, I know, like that you listen to high and low to, yeah. the, to different shows. So <laughs> can you imagine Tony kind of listening to our toss? <laughs> what do yeah, I, what do, do I got to do to get them to love uh, Hangman on a page? <laughs> oh man. But yeah, man. Like I, I didn't hear about people like who 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 is uh, Kojima because it's like Kojima's great. So like, I don't, I don't like whatever, man. Whatever yeah. they finna like when look when that when that three and three quarters or or to four and four and a quarter ring off. What they gonna say then? Right, right. Um, Britt Baker, Chris Statlander for the women's title. Um, mm. feels like feels like uh, Stash is a bum of the month. Hey. Yeah, exactly. Not a threat um, at all. That like, I don't feel like they've even tried to make her a threat either. Like I don't know if she won a match on like Dynamite or um actually she she did want a match on Dynamite. Um uh, she won one match on Dynamite. And um it seems like well, this is what I figured. Um it, it seemed like people thought that they were immediately gonna go to the Thunder Rosa match, and I'm like why do you people not like know how title reigns work? Like, <laughs> like if you're going to book, I actually had talked to uh, to Parker Clinn kind of about this on Twitter. Oh, I from, think uh, he was kind of, it, uh, from I'm sorry, from uh, F4W. F4W. Yeah, <clears throat> I think he kind of understood where I was coming from. Where I was like, I wouldn't even book Rosa versus Baker unless you're going to switch the belt, mm-hmm. um, and also. Like as hot as Britt Baker is, you want to keep it on her for a while, so she needs people to beat. Right. <laughs> In the meantime, like I think, um, like, and, and I noticed this some of like wh- whenever there's a title change, we're always worrying about who's going to beat the champion rather than like seeing the steps of the journey at times. Um, when it gets stale, I feel like feel feel free to start mapping out who's going to beat them. Mm-hmm. But with um, with Brit, I was like, you know, it doesn't really matter about Statlander because the people are into Brit, and like this is a woman that has a goon, has a heater, ch- blatantly cheats in matches, and everyone's still going crazy for her and mm-hmm. going nuts. I don't fuck with the formula now for now until like you have like your hot match and you're ready and, and you peak it uh, at, at a time where you can really do business because like, if I'm not mistaken, that match drew pretty well in the main event spot um, when they did it. And then the next time they do it, maybe it's early 2022 first quarter. Brits had a great like or a, a she's had a reign where she's actually beat some people, had a run with the belt. When did she and win the belt? She won it at double or nothing. 
Okay. So she can take that shit for like six months or whatever. Seven. Damn, I haven't seen eight she months. T- have we? Has she been on no. T- on dynamite since she's lost? No, she's vanished into the ether of of dark. And I Emmy mean, and Emmy Sakura's Twitter channel with the videos. Right. That's only time I've that. That's first time I've seen her with the, with the new hairdo with, the, with yeah. The short hair. Yeah. Look, she cut her hair. She like she ready to retire from professional wrestling. Never know. We'll get we'll get uh, to, we'll get we'll get to another example of somebody cutting their hair when they retired, but we'll, we'll get back to it later on the show. But yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I I think Sat Leonard's uh about to get whooped. Yeah, Locked I just off. I just wish that they had spent more time on getting Stat Leonard because she's over to an extent. Like the crowd respects her, they like her, everything, right? But like. <sighs> I feel like she didn't like you like okay. I just feel like they haven't done much with the division outside of Brit like since she's won the belt. And obviously Brit takes a lot of space cuz Brit is the hottest thing in these streets in that division by a country mile, but it's like their point of building up the star is to then have somebody kind of level get to that level or try to get to that level at least and I don't I don't know who's on the horizon that's going to get to that level other than I guess Thunder Rosa. Um but I, I, I'm, I, I but, think but in the meantime, at, like you still got to have title defenses for Brit, and like a lot of these people just feel like I don't see them, right? Like um, the only two people on my radar are like Jade in 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 um, Thunder Rosa, and it's like both of them seem like they're a, a ways away, right? Um, then there's like Ty Conti who's there. I think she slides in easily as Brit's next challenger, actually. Okay. Um, she actually could win the fucking battle royal uh, if they don't have Jade win. Um, they they de- like, you know, people have reported on uh, Ruby Riot coming in. Heidi Lovelace, Ruby, I guess her name is Ruby Soho now. Yeah, they definitely need her. They desperately need her in that division. Yeah, like it, and I, hopefully, like, look, and hopefully, like by this point in time, like bring Mercedes back too. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, I think they did a lot of good stuff in the first half of the year. And then since Double or Nothing, it's been like. Mm-hmm. I th- right. And I feel like and I feel like a lot of this is like. De- CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, and potentially Adam Cole all coming into the fold. Like. Like, these segments get real competitive. Like, right. there's eight and segments it, on a two-hour show and then Rampage. Right, and it's like, look, man, I, 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 I'm I, with you, too. I, I wish they, they 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 should absolutely, like, spend, like block out at least 20 minutes of television towards their women's program. At, at the least, right? And sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But, like, doing, one, you know, one angle or two short things a week, like... And then everything else is on YouTube. People are just gonna miss on like whatever world you're building, right? Like, cause all that stuff is supplemental. So, like, there is like once you throw those kind of players to the fold, it's like, I mean, just in a capitalistic society we're in, a, it would be booking malpractice to be like, hey, let's go, let's go do this, that, and the third with this woman that's not that's that's not as over as a potential Adam Cole, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, because like Brit's the big Brit's the biggest woman in the in in, in uh, AEW and is clearly one of the top stars and the star of the future. She ain't fucking CM Punk. It's nice that, that CM Punk gave her the rub on the, on his first in his first words during his return promo, but still, 
DMD is not CM Punk. I, I should have said DMD is not CMP, but you know, well, I'm, I'm not, unless I'm not you the rapper in, you are. My bad. Uh, uh, unless you're in Pittsburgh, but like, <laughs> that's, I mean, if, CM, if I, I don't know, bro. If CM Punk came out and debuted in Pittsburgh, I think we've been hearing a lot of CM Punk as a DMD. Maybe I don't know. It would yeah. be, be closer to maybe I'm giving respect for, it, but still, like, but my my, I'm just saying, like, it's. I think it stinks, but. I I I'm not going to kill them for it in the way that I've killed them in the past when they're when their division like lesser like it's one thing when like you, they're choosing between like QT Marshall or, or Red Velvet now it's like all right well it's, it's it might be Adam Cole coming in like I, I'm, I'm, I'm like Jay's gonna have to go and squash Sierra Hogan sorry or Kiera Hogan sorry yeah yeah um. What else we got? Speaking of QC Marshall, Paul White and QC Marshall uh, now, singles match. Okay, so I forgot this on the card. This should not be on the card at the expense of the time that people need for for getting their shit in on the on this card. On, I mean, on this show, and like the fact that like this show does not have to go all of the two hundred and forty minutes that we expect it to go. <clears throat> Like just because you're gonna go four hours doesn't mean you need to throw some some shit on there no one cares about. I don't think this is going longer than four minutes. If it I shouldn't go longer than four seconds, Rich. <laughs> this the interests alone it makes it to where this shouldn't shouldn't happen. Don't put this on the card. It's a waste of people's time. Who gives a fuck? Do you think Paul White is gonna try to come out here and surprise people? What's he gonna do? He gonna bring back the moonsault? From 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 ninety five. Nah, nah he's not gonna do that. But you know how he was out here with Strowman trying to move and shit like that. But that was for Strowman. He he's supposed to do that for QT Marshall. I don't know, man. Like, I, look, I don't know the goal of this. Like, I feel like they were trying to find this to um, stick it somewhere on the show. Like, they assume they need some type of palate cleansing match, which is so dumb. I hate the concept of a pallet, like either be over or not like, <laughs> or just do an intermission. Yeah. Just I, do an intermission. They do it in Japan. No one's going to fucking leave. No one's going to turn the shit off. They already spent the money for the pay-per-view by being in the building or be, or watching on TV or, or watching on pay-per-view. It's pay-per-view. You already got the. I don't want to. I don't want to do that because then you give, then you start getting like what Vince do to you, where they, like with Sasha Banks, where she ain't even on the card until you you don't find out until the it's time for her to show to intern. They say she's not here, but um, like they already got your money, which means they already got, which means uh, you already got their everyone's attention. Like just if you need to do intermissions, do intermission. Like I respect that a lot more than like you throw out some mash that I, that people do not. Are not supposed to care about. It's essentially built in for people not to care about it. Yeah, this is gonna. I think this is gonna die. Like it's going to die. Like keep it short. Keep it like try to get a choke slam out of it. I don't know if he's doing the WMD anymore. Uh, figure something out. Knock out the rest of the group, or bring back a go go to like face off with Paul White after the match. Like that's the only way I think you save this. I, I don't want to see a go-go versus Paul White because neither one or because neither nah, one of them should he be. Gotta knock, he got to knock Paul White out after the match. But then that means they have to have a match. What you mean, Shrug? You want to see a go-go versus Paul White? 
He just knocks him out again. Like, I, like if it's me, that's what I do. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Like, the factory outside of GoGo is the drizzling shits. Like, I'm not. I, I don't know why I care. I don't know why I'm supposed to care. I don't know. Like, like they was picking on Tony Schiavone, which is instant heat from, with me. Like, I, uh, uh, and not the good way. Like, what the fuck? What's the point? So I I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Like I felt like we spent too much time talking about this match. It's not gonna be good. It's not gonna go long. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of space on this pay per view that has a lot of matches on there. I would love I to know. have someone ask Tony Khan about this, like and see like what type of like answer he would give you because if you listen to Tony Khan interviews, it's like sometimes he talks around stuff, but I I have a feeling that he would talk way around this one. Like, like, oh, we have this this all time legend, you know, making his return to the ring and all this other shit. Like, the greatest big man ever is like, okay, uh, all right. I mean, it's gonna be funny. If, if, I guess he is a go all time good if we're going like seven foot and taller. But then again, it's like, hey man, I I think Shaq's one. I think Shaq's average match rating is higher than Big Show's. I think it is. Is there a chance they bring out Shaq? Oh my fucking god. And to do the to do the match now, to do the match now that they, that they were trying to do for like a decade. Yeah, I, I got a I got a feeling that it would actually like happen now. Like, there's I think there's a lot less hoops to jump through. So we're just we're just gonna live off the TNT NBA synergy. We had look, we had we've already had Shaq. We just had Giannis doing everything everything except for join AEW, becoming all elite himself over the last week. Fine, sure. Like, they, if this is their way to get to the match, I would just say, don't even do this. Just announce Shaq versus Paul White and just announce for next pay-per-view. I, I'd like that. So, that that would be way more intriguing to the casual viewing audience or, or to any actual pro wrestling fan than we got to go through Big Big Shaq riding with QC Marshall in the factory. That would never happen. We going to call that man the Big Factory? The Big Factory? This the new big, one? Big Factor, you know. Um, but besides that, we have the 21 woman, um, thing. We have Nyla Rose confirmed, Thunder Rosa, the bunny, big swole, Julia Hart, Ty Conti, Diamante, Penelope Ford, Red Velvet, Carl Sheeta, Emmy Sakura, and Jade. And then there's nine women to be announced. Ruby Soho is circling. Um, you never know who may be circling that's been released like a Mercedes Martinez, um, that are free agents like your. Oh, I hate to say it. You're Chelsea Greens. Um, Why you say you hate to say it? <laughs> just because she's mid. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, I don't know who's going to win. I'm going to throw something in the air and say Ty Conti wins. Okay. I have no idea who wins this. I, I don't know. Um, could be Ty. Could be. like I don't know. They got to come up with a baby face. So, yeah, it could be Ty. Um have they ever done Emmy versus uh versus Brit? I'd have to look that up. I don't. I, I feel like I would remember it. I had. feel like that would be a bad idea right now <laughs> because I, I mean, what like, baby face is supposed to go up against her? Like Ty Conti. I mean, I I I, re- I think we need to put people in the ring with Brit that's uh, that have more experience and are better workers than her. Like I think that I think that Ty just uh, naturally is a more uh, I don't know how I, I I need somebody to help 
help Brit help lead Brit as opposed to Brit leading. Um, and, and they got to do a, a rematch with with Shida or pull Riho out of mothballs like after her like reaction to the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Like you got to go Rio or Shida. And with the way these crowds are going, shit, you might have to turn one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, obviously, uh, probably the best option is whatever they pull out as a surprise to win the thing. So that's probably what's going to be in like if it's if it's Ruby, cool because Ruby can handle all that stuff. Yep. All right, so that's uh, AW All Out. I think it should be a great show. Um, that was I all ten matches. That was it. All right. All right. Yep. Yeah, man, so, should be a show of the year contender yep. on paper, at least. Like, so, given the, given what you have with Christian and uh, Omega, what, given what you have with uh, Kojima and Moxley, given what you have with Andrade and Pot, given what you have with the the tag team cage match, um, Jericho and MJF, Jericho and MJF. Yep, like you have a lot of really cool things in different CM matches. CM Punk, CM Punk versus Darby. <laughs> like the match is Yeah, like the show is loaded as far as like just in in the ring stuff, and then like with a potential pr- surprise or. I guess lack of surprising now with uh, Daniel Bryan. Like this should be a this should be a really good show with a lot of feel good moments and everything and and returns and debut or not returns but debuts or whatever else. So like should be another cool pay per view. Should be their best um, buy rate. Um, this company's doing great, man. Like yeah. it, and it, this company's doing great. And like there and like there's no reason to have any faith that they're or have any reason to believe their booking is going to just turn the shit over the next like. Uh, six months. So, like, we're doing. They're doing very well. Yeah, man. I, I I know there are people that are very upset to uh, face this reality uh, of the world that they're living in right now. Like, I just gotta deal with it. <laughs> like, figure it out. However, you need to reconcile. But um, I guess James, there's only one thing left for us to do. What's um, that? hit the music. All right, yes, let's get man. to it. Yes, so, man. so before, oh no, we're not gonna do that first. We'll we'll do. We we've got a special segment planned. Uh, in the past, we oh, done a game shit, uh, this guy. called Carl Sheeta, or and then we compared her to the WWE women's roster. So we're gonna play a game, and uh, but that's later in the segment. Um, and we'll talk about what led us to do this game, but it's a fun game. Um, and before, during, and after, throughout the whole entire time, we will point out that Sasha Banks herself is great and is, in my, under both of our estimations, the greatest woman in-ring performer in the history of this country. Right? Right. Right. So then, so we'll, it, so we'll go, so we'll go from there. But, uh, yeah, man, um, I don't even know where to start. Like, uh, stardom. Has started running shows again after being off for two weeks. Um, after a number of wrestlers were in the were in people's uh, that tested positive for COVID, it's like uh, contact circle or contact list. So they they uh, took off two weeks of shows, and they've re um, they 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 gave themselves a lot of leeway by not doing uh, by doing a 
you know, their G1 tournament, but they never do the G1 tournament where they just have just one block, take one whole day and do, do five matches or whatever else, um, you know, of the tournament. Uh, they've always filled it up with variety from both shows or whatever else and stuff on undercard to get everybody in the car because, you know, they're trying to move merch. Um, so they have, uh, they always have more dates than, than what it would take for them to finish out tournament. They just did the brutally efficient way the new Japan does. So with that, the last two years because of COVID, the Global Bastard, they've been able to uh, sustain having dates canceled and then being able to just re, you know, rebook around that and stuff, reschedule matches for a later time after refunding people um, their ticket money. So um, in this case, they added a Cork and Hall show. I think it's the the 16th. Mm-hmm. I think it's the 16th. So they have um, in this run up. They have like 11 or 12 shows until they get to the Oda City final. And uh, in between, they're going to have two Cork and Hall shows. Uh, this weekend, before the shit got canceled or re- rescheduled around, like this would have been the weekend that would have had Shuri versus uh, Tam. But that has now been moved to probably the main event of a cor- one of the Cork and Halls. So that match is really going to go off. Um, and, uh, you know, they more or less got back to business. I did not watch the Saturday show, but the Sunday show on short notice, they put out a Twitter blast to the Japanese fans, to the Western Western fan base. It like, they're going to air the show live on YouTube as a free show. Just to give you a taste. And, um, they had a, they had a really good show. Uh, I th- I'm trying to think, uh, it was a six match show, I believe, or seven match show, a bunch of singles matches. I think all of them were singles matches. Um, the last two matches, uh, Takumi versus, uh, was Takumi versus Micah. Really good, really good match. Uh, damn near great, and then the main event was a banger. Uh, but like underneath that, you had like on a card that had no Tam, no Shuri, no Julia, um, no Tommy, no Kamatani. They had a really good. They had a really good show that was better than like shows that people were saying was historic. Uh, this weekend for women's wrestling. So, um. And I don't think it was particularly close, but yeah, I, I just thought that, uh, so we're just going to go through that card and then, um, they also, what he, uh, said that, uh, gave us his card on free YouTube streaming live. They also said that there was a team of mega announcements. And, um, so I was interested to see what it was. Uh, so we're going to start with the news. <laughs> the first announcement was that. The uh, on Russell Grant New Japan Russell Grand Slam shows, um, in the weekend, uh, next weekend, that they're going to be uh, stardom shows or stardom matches, one each, um, and very similar to Russell King in the last two years, where you're going to have a match, but these matches are actually going to be broadcast live on uh, New Japan World, so these aren't dark matches. Um, I believe, actually, I believe, I know that the previous uh, Russell Kingdom Dark matches were actually recorded, and they have them somewhere, but they just don't know when or if they'll be able to ever put them up. But they do have them. So, they're not lost to time. They're not like the Bret Hart Steve, uh, uh, or Tom McGee match, where people are going to talk about <laughs> this shit 20 years from now. They have them. So, That's and they were recorded. But, uh, but, yeah, so I thought that was, when they, that was the first news. So, I'm thinking to myself, like, Wait, 
that was the news. That's it. Like the dark match, like these undercard dark matches are gonna be okay. Cool. So like, you no know, pass them three and start three and a half star match thing or whatever else undercard. Cool. Like whatever. I'm thinking that's it. That's why I stayed the fuck up. Like for one o'clock start time. Okay. So, um, the next surprise. Um, after Mayu's match, I think it was the third match from the top. Mayu finishes and she's walking out the ring. And as she walks out the ring. I see somebody in a black suit and heels walking up the aisle and I look and I'm like, holy shit, that's Hazuki. And I lose my fucking mind. I stand up it, uh, out of my chair. I have my hands on my head. Like I reacted this much in the same way. I, I'm better to say this. I'm, I reacted this much the same way. If like the CM Punk shit was actually a full on live uh, surprise and not like everyone knew it was coming for a month. Uh-huh. Like, I, 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 I freaked out. Um, uh, she comes into the ring, and um, she and when she gets to the ring, people actually then recognize her, right? Cause uh, recognize that she's in the ring, and they're they're doing the noise and whispers and the murmurs and the oh oh whoa, oh, and says you know I'm Stardom Suzuki, um, the real I, Stardom, I, I've had, <laughs> the real Stardom, like the real bank hit. Yes. Uh, yeah. So. Um, if you bear with me, I'll pull up uh, the translation. But the gist of the story was that um, she is back uh, and she has grown um, more or less frustrated with the kind of run that the uh, outsiders from other uh, promotions have had in stardom in the fact that the homegrown talent, the true bloods of stardom have struggled in the way that they have. Somebody uh, should have did this storyline in like WWE. <laughs> I thought I thought something similar too. That'd be uh, hilarious. Yeah. So it'd be like it'd be like Randy Orton, like it, it would be like out here championing the mo- the movement to keep the NXT tears out from, yes. from, from Ring of Honor and in New Japan and stuff. Yes. Um, you know, we do a headlock, so nigga. Like, <laughs> what you mean? Yeah, so the quotes are, it's been a long time. I'm honestly disappointed that the players from outside have been uh, so dominant since I left stardom. Mayu, she says, Mayu, aren't you disappointed? And then Mayu, when she, once Mayu grabs, or Hazuki grabs the mic, Mayu turns around because she's walking out and she's like, she missed Hazuki walking up the, uh, walking up and walking up the aisle past her. She turns around, she has this bewildered face, which is like, she's such a good worker. So, uh, so Mayu gets in the ring, she says, hey, uh, you, you, like, when you left, all you did was bitch. She, that was the actual translation. All you did was bitch. Is like, do you come back again to bitch again? Or do you have, or, or have you left something behind? So, um, Hazuki said, like, like, I, I'm free to be, I'm free to, you know, criticize whatever, or, um, and I don't care, and I don't care. So it's like, you know, I, I believe Hazuki, that, like. Big, yeah. big, big fan of Alexander O'Neill. Alexander O'Neill? Yeah. Criticize. Wow. Okay. Um. But she. But basically, she. Her just was like, I'm waiting. I'm waiting in the room for everybody that came from Stardom or anyone that came to Stardom that has the courage to step up to the challenge of trying to stop these motherfuckers that have run amok in in uh, Cosmic Angels and Donald Del Mondo since since they got here, right? And she said, like, I'll be waiting for, for people to either join me or, or leave me. Like, almost on some Sting WCW shit. Like, you, you know, join, hand her, Hazuki gonna hand everybody, gonna hand, walk up to Azumi or walk up on Momo and hand her the bat and then turn her back 
Yep. Are you with me or not? Can yeah. I trust you? Like she she pulled came out, she didn't say anything about Oedo Tai. Actually, um Natsuko was like, What the fuck are you more or less on Twitter was like, What the fuck are you doing back? Blah blah blah, which is like, okay, whatever, man. Like get well soon. Whatever. Um, so yeah, like she's back. Um, when she'll be back, I'm assuming it'll be after uh after the uh, Grand Prix. Um, like She's only wrestled one time since she retired uh, at the New New Year's Eve, not New Year's Eve, but uh, Christmas Eve 2019 show. Uh, for uh, that was at Hannah's memorial show. She's still great. Um, so like I'm super excited. Like I've missed her terribly in Osaka but if it was the choice of 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 one or none, I'll take one. Um, she, I think she turns 24 uh this month. Or, yeah, no, I'm sorry, next month, September, she turns 24. So, so yeah, like, an- another person. Um, aging vet. Yeah, man, the aging vet. Um, <laughs> does she still have it? Does know. she still have it? Um, so, so, the thing for me is... Um, so, so, does, does with, this mean I could, I could keep Hope alive for, for Arissa to, to, to come back? I think you could, but, I, I mean, who knows, man? Like, she's doing the play, at, the play wrestling stuff, the acting wrestling stuff. So, I don't know. Who knows? Um... I think the thing is, uh, when when she left, the year that she left, when she was a high speed champion, she was a standard bearer and one of the best in ring performers in stardom. Um, and was ahead of a lot of people. She was ahead of Tommy as a wrestler. She was ahead of Tam as a wrestler at the time. Um, she was every bit she was every bit equal of Momo without ever being pushed at that level. But just you watch her night to night, she's on that level. Um, so for me, the only people I had her in the ring on a night to night basis ahead of her were Jungle Momo and uh, Kagetsu and Mayu. And at the time, I thought that she's destined to be a future white belt champion. Um, the dynamics and the price of the brick and have gone up since uh, the acquisition of Stardom into Bushi Road and you know Donna Domando coming in. Um, the cash cow that is Cosmic Angels with Tam and Unagi and Mina. Um, so like that, that kind of like manifest destiny kind of got changed overnight. And she was obviously, she was clearly slotted after, um, she had lost the high speed belt to being somebody that she was just around chilling out, like very much like Momo. Mm-hmm. Um, just, she was in that slot where she's like, she's on the card. She's going to come here and be great. Um, but she's doing but she's doing stuff that doesn't really matter she doesn't have a storyline going for her or anything she was hanging out after she lost her, after she lost high speed belt and had that awesome match with uh arissa in july of, of 2019 for the white belt and i thought to myself like from that time to where the grand prix happened and she's at, she's alive until the final night and gets eliminated and she's in tag league with nesco and that team just was Hazuki, like Hazuki, was like, I'm not, I'm not about to try to be fucking Bret Hart and try to carry this thing. Uh, and then, like, the next thing you know, she just like announced she's retiring in a month, and you're like, what the fuck? What? Um, you know, they said like, so she must have been like Ernie Ladd if could guess who was Bill Watts. God damn it! You know? I was thinking of Lieutenant Lines for her because uh, <laughs> of the Nelson's report. It, like, I guess who runs it like a bit like she's built runs starting like she's Bill Watts. She was a head trainer at the time. Um, for me, with her coming back, 
her out of Oedo Tai after Oedo Tai has been uh, the value of it is clearly lower with uh, Nasco as as a leader. Um, her with a chance to be a babyface with Mayu in, in stars potentially, or potentially start her own you know faction of True Bloods where she she pulls from Queen's Quest and stars. She has a she now has a clear she actually has a track now to become a white belt champion in the future like. Before I thought that like Starlight Kid or Kamatani was gonna be the person to take the belt off of Tam. Now I think it could be Hazuki. So like the landscape is her own faction, no matter what it's called, I'm calling it the real stardom. The real (laughs) CRS. No matter what it's called. Okay, so what if, what if she's just number two for in, for in stars with Mayu? Well, no, I'm saying if she starts her own. Okay, faction. so she has to start her own shit. She's a, the, the the real bankhead. Thank thank you, yes. Rich. Thank you. Yes. All right, I'm, I I'll allow it. I'm not gonna fight you on it. You're yeah. right. You know, let's 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 get that going. Like you know, let's get a movement started. Hashtag the real stardom. The you hashtag know. the real stardom. Oh my god! I can't believe we have. I can't like we we compare a lot of things. But I never thought a shot in low in, in stardom ever, ever. Well, actually, I take that back. Yes. I was like Elo Shirai. Yeah. Yes. I'm not. I'm not even going to waste time explaining that inside insider. You get it. Yep. Like, figure people, it out. People used to think that I and Eo was an L. People used to call her Lo Shirai. I'm like, that's Elo Shirai. Yep. That that's the joke. Okay, so. Um. Yeah. The next like, announcement. Yeah. Well, I expect her to or, be back probably like after. Um. After the tournament's over. Uh. Obviously, given uh this next announcement, but um, I I probably expect her to be out to be back like after we get done with the nine twenty five September twenty fifth, uh Grand Prix final. Um, and then the third announcement, the big the the well, what should have been the biggest announcement, but like for me is Suzuki. Stardom is running Osaka Joe Hall on October 9th. Rich, how many weeks away is that? That is five weeks, six weeks, five, six weeks. Now, um, Osaka Joe Hall is like com- comparable in size to Budokan Hall. They're both like 15 or 16,000 people. When they did uh, Budokan Hall, they announced that in November, and then they ran in March 3rd. Yeah, they announced it on, yeah, like the first week or second week of November, and then they built towards, you know, three, four months all the way to what uh, is that it, March 3rd show. You know what it's going to be set up for, like, capacity-wise? I'm assuming it's going to be similar to the Budokan Hall show, where they're, like, they're, they're gunning for something like f- three to 5,000 people. Gotcha. Um, now keep in mind, like, that is basically two weeks before, or two weeks after the Grand Prix final in Oda City, and that's, they're probably expecting, like, 2,000 people there, or, mm-hmm. you know, so they're, they're, they're running, like, so obviously, and also Rossi mentioned this on Twitter, that he wants to top the Budokan Hall show, Rich. If he if he tops the Budokan Hall show, we're talking about one of the greatest shows of all fucking time. Because that Budokan Hall show is one of the greatest fucking shows of all time. Like, 
I looked uh before it hasn't gone down, but like last I looked, start uh that Budokan Hall show is on Cage Match ranked as like like the thirty second greatest pay per view of all time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, they have the talent to do it. Like you look at this time frame, like Azuki is back, Jungle might be back. Um, to do this, to do this, like also Mayu pointed or said that like. She would like to challenge, or she is gunning to try to challenge for the red or the white belt on this show. Hey, there, there, and I predicted Mayu Iwatani to win the fucking uh, tournament. Yes, yes, I think did. you did as well. Um, after you said it first, and I was like, "Sure, her, Shuri, yeah, that makes yeah. the most sense narratively." Like that show after after what. Mayu and Tam have done basically for like the last year um, with the the petulance and the breakup, the draw they had at the beginning of the year. Getting back to that match would be great. Like that's the match I most anticipate uh, for the rest of this year is those two getting in the ring eventually and settling whatever this was, this breakup was where both of them were wrong and both of them were right at the same time, but they had to split up. Uh, and Tam became a bigger star when they split up, when she became, she built something in her own image. Um, and Mayu is, Mayu is more or less like, she, she's like the finishing school, like Io Shirai and Queen's Quest, like that was her finishing school. Like I'll take a Hazuki, I'll take Momo, I'll take Azumi, I'll make them, they'll be with me in the ring all the time and I'll make them as good as they can be. And now look where they are. And like stars were for Mayu was like, I'll take Tam. I'll take Orisa, I'll take Starlight Kid, and I'll make them I'll make them the best wrestler they could possibly be. And like the culmination of that is would be that. Mm-hmm. Um and then on the other end, if you do that match, that means you can also get back to this fucking rematch of the five and a half star match, the match a match, you know, possibly the best or second best match of the year, or one of the three best matches of the year, uh Shuri and Utami I'm sorry, Utami and Shuri the Red Belt rematch after they went 43 minutes and had an absolute classic, um, they can get back to that and have the rematch and do the title change there if need be. And there'll be a, you know, 11 month, that'd be the finish of an 11 month reign for Utami. If they were to change the belt then. Mm-hmm. Like, and then, you know, they'll figure out the rest. But like, if you're going to sell in stardom two big matches to fill up that arena or try to sell as many tickets as you can, those will be the two matches I run. Yeah. Um, you you don't think there's a Mayu Red Belt like rematch? Um, Stardom doesn't really do a uh, former champion takes on the person that took the belt from them mm-hmm. that often. Like, it, I'm trying to think. So, um, could guess who never got okay. So B never got a rematch with Mayu, right? Um, could guess you never got a never got a rematch with B. I don't think I'm pretty sure Tony Storm never got a rematch with with uh with Kagetsu. Mayu obviously never got a rematch with uh Tony Storm. Um, obviously Io never got a rematch from Imayu because she left for WWE. Uh, Mako never got a rematch from Io. Kyrie never got a rematch from. Uh, Mako. Yashiko was gone, was banished to the Shadow Realm. 
Um, EO may have gotten EO in, back in 2014 may have been the last person to get a rematch for the for the Red Belt when they lost it. It's not something that Rossi really does, so I I don't think they do it. Yeah, and plus, like you don't you don't need to do that because you have the other you have Mayu in a in a semi main event spot or maybe even a main event spot versus Tam. I think they should put that in the semi main event and put uh, Shuri and uh, Utami go go last. But um, I think those are two matches they do. Like the only thing that really throw that off is if they 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 feel the need that they have to put Julia in one of the matches and have her win the Grand Prix. That's the only thing that could that could that I could see being not the reason not to do those as two matches. Yeah, man. Because so I'm trying had, to figure out, like, if Julie's not in the not in the red or white belt match, I don't know what she does on the card. Maybe she fights Suzuki again. I don't know. Because Julia's first match in Stardom was versus Suzuki, where Suzuki basically said, like, in the pre match promo, "Y'all want me to lose? Fine, I'll lose." Like she was in pure fuck off mode by that point in time. And <laughs> like, I love that match. Like, uh, I-, I love that match, and it would be a, full, a cool full circle thing, and also like kind of give you a like a. Uh, a look at like where Hazuki was and Julia was since they left and now she's back and whatever else. And like, you can just beat Hazuki and have Hazuki build from there to chase after. Mm-hmm. Especially because like she is tint dropping these hints that she does not like these, these, she does not like none of this new Jack shit. And yeah. that's kind of the reason why she left and is hinting why she's, she's back to kind of, you know, Clean this up. saying that I, you know, I handled this the wrong way and now I'm back. Um, so yeah, like, That'd be a cool storyline. That's what it was. Like you put as as the third match, Julia versus Suzuki. Because I mean, Suzuki's one of the, Suzuki before she retired was one of the best wrestlers in the world. It, it was. It was. This was not some. This is not some. Uh, you know, it was. It was really. It was really sad because like she's twenty at the time. I think she was twenty two or twenty one, and I was like, she's fucking awesome, and she in like she can't. And I remember. Um, well, I guess I'll throw it to her right now. Um, there's a segment in this match where they're on the top rope and, uh, both of them and Hazuki is on the outside facing in and Arisa is on the inside facing out and Hazuki grabs Arisa's head and brings it and runs it right into her knee for a knee lift. Then Arisa's basically out and she slumps over the turnbuckle. From that point forward, Hazuki basically like flips off of Arissa's carcass to and lands inside the ring on her feet, then turns around and pump kicks Arissa's face, and oh. then grabs her while she's still attached to the uh, top rope stuff, and basically gives her a neck breaker, an elevated neck breaker to the floor, and I and all in this all in one sequence of action, and I said to myself like, this woman is fucking incredible. This is one of the yeah. best wrestlers in the world. How are we, you know, the the select few people in this country that know how good this fucking woman is? And, I, you know, when I heard about her retirement, this was the first thing I thought of was, like, that stretch in this match. And I'm going to miss the hell out of her. And I hope this is an end. I hope, you know, eventually whatever happens with her life or politics or whatever else with stardom or somewhere else like i hope she comes back to wrestling or finds a love for wrestling or whatever the hell happened and (laughs) she comes back to this because that woman's too goddamn talented to not do this anymore it just it just it feels so wrong 
Um, I had a uh, or audio from a couple years ago saying that like she's too good just to fucking retire like this. She if she, she has to, if she, the politics or whatever else she's gonna have to come back um, to do this because she's she's too fucking good just like at twenty two at the time just leave and be like yeah I'm good or whatever like it's ridiculous. So um, they're gonna have a big show and they say that's what they're gonna for that's what they're gonna for like this is gonna be an incredible show um, and. Like this for for this company to like do the kind of shows they do, have the kind of wrestling they have, and get the kind of exposure they're getting, and like they're get only becoming more and more successful. And I was like, I look around and I'm thinking to myself like, I think AEW and Starting with two best promotions going right now, and I don't like I I, I obviously I like I'm, I'm in that bubble as as watching uh, being a Stardom fan or whatever else, but it's like characters peaking. Only AEW starting to have that many peaking at the same time right now. And then, like, almost like a guaranteed it, like, you put on a show, a big show, and you're going to get an awesome show. Like, it's really, it's, it's you know, NXT TakeOver, New Japan, stardom in, in AEW. You don't know what the fuck you're going to get if you pull on <laughs> SummerSlam. Hey, man, you don't even know if you're going to get the matches that were advertised at <laughs> SummerSlam. Good point. Very good point. So... Um, I'm excited. It's like, and even in like the, was it 20 months she's been gone? It's like, this is a fucking different company than she walked. Totally. Well, that's way more talented, way more experienced. Like, bro, the versatility that what what happens when she gets in there with like Azumi now or Starlight Kid is like, that's right. She's not a fucking kid anymore. Compared to when they were 16 and 17 and she was out here like, having great matches with them in uh, like you know in the high speed division but it's like one thing when it's like that and then it's like I, I ain't no jit no more right and then it's like okay so then you think about that how much better azumi and that's or azumi and uh starlight kid have gotten now you have uh, you have another one in nasapoi then you have she can have a match with shuri right then kamatani micah like people she's never even had matches with like they could do uh momo and mayu before and tam they've done those in different uh uh, uh sort circumstances or whatever else but it's like now now like at this point like given how weak stars had became after they you know more or less graduated um starlight kid and pushed a button on her to get, get her up to like up trying to get her up to upper mid carter from just being like a lower mid car person or someone or a pre or an important prelimmer like and you look at the injuries with jungle out and giant sigh out and everything and it's like they need number two like kaguma's cool but kaguma in realist in a, in realistically should be a four somewhere right not a number two with a 16 year old that's not as good as like uh not as advanced as um starlight kid and azumi were to be your number three like nah like let's let's all right, all right. Let's let's go ahead and add somebody in here that is and I like people respect and, and and recognize is like she comes in now and like she's still she's still a top eight wrestler in stardom and think about that what that means think about what that means oh we gonna contextualize oh, it a little bit later here on here you go here you go <sighs> we we gonna tell y'all exactly what that means okay later on. so um I'm not gonna go through the entire card I, I'll go through I'll run through it really quickly um on that free show. The opener was uh, Azumi versus Hannon. I thought this was Hannon's best singles match. Um, Azumi, she's been able to carry stiffs since she was 16. It should be like when she, like wrestling a 16 year old, 
that's that's also good. It should be a breeze. It was. They had like a three star match, three and a quarter. Uh, really fun match. Seeing um what Azumi can do when she has to sell when she can't like just run around you and be a whirling dervish and bouncing off the ropes. And um she did pretty well. I think some of her selling is still kind of weird with um with selling bot selling a body part, but whatever. You you want the Azumi experience, you go get the Azumi experience. So good good opener. Um I, I have to look at the card to figure out I what got it right here. Uh, what's second um, match? So we had Momo uh against Mai Sakurai. Yeah, Mai uh, Sakurai. The, the, the my the my challenge series. Yes. This is the beginning. Yes. Oh no, this is the second match. The first one was from the Saturday show. Um, but I haven't seen it yet. They just got it up recently in like the last few hours. So, um, but we'll cover that next week. But um, really good match. Like, or, it was surprising given that the match which she had with Unagi was not good. It a borderline is almost. It was just a, like some two star thing. It was disappointing as hell. But like you know, obviously it's another level of of wrestler. So. Um, she was in there with my, my, she, she's in there with somebody that can carry her. Um, she's kind of ahead of the game compared to like when Anagi first came in, like she kind of knows what she's doing. The stuff she does doesn't look, doesn't look soft. Um, doesn't look too, uh, weak to work in, in, in a stardom ring. So like, I, I imagine in six months, a year we'll see where she's at and i imagine she'll be much improved and she'll be somebody that can go out there and you can rely on the to be um a, someone that you can't just don't have to just like idiot proof in tag matches and trios matches in uh in the future i i think that she's she's a nice pickup and it's so funny that it's like people What's were like, so concerned that when when bushy robot started that that starter was going just like Pull like you know Arisa Nakajima out of seedling and and, and just pull some heavy hit motherfuckers out of here. It's like no, nah, we'll, they'll 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 poach you some some jobbering some jobbering at rest girls <laughs> and we'll, we'll you know we'll make it work. Like she's gonna she gonna eat a lot of pinch and get her ass whooped, but like that's what she's here for. Um, and she'll and I'm pretty sure she'll be she'll become a better wrestler for it as opposed to being being around lifting weights and showing up collecting the check and being like the the fifteenth person assigned to the sixth ring. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, she's um, so new that she doesn't even have cage match rankings. Uh, it says she only has a year of experience. Yeah, she has so. like I don't think she has thirty matches career yet on on cage match. Uh, what's the next match? So we had uh Fugi Ken Death against Hameka. Okay, Rich, um, this, you actually you went you saw this on the card and decided I want to watch this. So yes, uh, it was a real cute match. This uh, is Hameka's this, second match back since being gone for ooh, probably like three months, two months, three months. Hameka, Rich Ladder All Star. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, I saw Death and then Hameka. I was like, I have to watch this. I was like, James. How could you like think I didn't want to see this? So like I I, I would just give you the stuff that like you needed yeah. to watch. If if you want look, I, I'm not gonna assign any more homework yeah. than necessary. So like Death Yamasan is like quietly like one of my my favorite wrestlers <laughs> oh to my watch. God. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> like and um <laughs> They did some comedy and some t- high, some tall and short spots. And yeah. 
just funny shit until she like shocked Hameka and rolled her up and Hameka was blown. Yeah. Like, like she okay, so Hameka has uh two finishes. She has the almost like the running three power bomb where she's in one corner just basically like it, but it's a di- but she does a diving running power bomb into the opposite corner. She doesn't actually throw you into the corner, but like she starts there and then dives and drops you or whatever else. Uh, she actually can cuss the shit out of uh, Julia in a white belt match. Or I'm sorry, not a white belt, but a, her Grand Prix match with her last year. Um, and then she also has what she calls the JP Coaster, where like she has you in the rack, racks you, racks you, and then she uh, does a sit out AA almost. Um, and she pins you. Um, so what they did was Habeka beating the shit out of, out of, out of death. Uh, and then she hits the JP coaster. And then during the, during the, uh, the, the cover, like <laughs> death just reverses it and lands up, ends up on top of her in a jackknife or not jackknife cover, but like a mat, uh, some type of cover and it pins her. And like, she gets a shock roll up win. And I'm like, and I thought to myself, and then the exact finish that they did with, with those two last year uh, in the same red block, I'd have to, I'd have to look, but I, I'm pretty sure that that Fukigen Def beat Hameka the same exact way last year, where JP Coaster and then reverse it into like Hameka, like so. This has become like the Coquina Clutch, the Karafuda Clutch with uh with. Samoa Shana Joe Baszler. or Shayna Baszler, where it's just like you keep doing this move against this one particular opponent, and they keep getting you with a reversal. You don't, you ain't learned the lesson yet. Uh, but yeah, it was a fun very, match, very, very entertaining and funny. Yeah. So, what was the next match on the card? Uh, so the next match was Unagi against Rena. Unagi versus Rena. Yeah, that was a future belt match. Um, match was okay. Um, it, I mean, it's a 14 year old versus a 31 year old that has like a year worth of experience. Um, and like with Rena, um, she's 14, but like, you know, the Hannah sisters, all three of them, like they live far out. So like, they don't get as many reps, like in the gym and or whatever else as much as everybody else. Just like, but whenever they eventually like level up, like if they decide to stick with this, like they'll all be good. Cause they all have backgrounds in judo. Uh, I believe they're all like, I believe Hannah's like a brown belt. I don't know exactly what that means, but I think it's kind of advanced in judo. Um, so, so yeah, like Hannah's good, obviously, you know, I'm kind of thinking like along the terms of like the, the Griffins and the Williamses, as far as like, you know, younger, the younger children end up being better, but we'll see. Uh, but like, you know, you can put them in the ring and they can have a, they can have a good match no matter what. And like Rena is way more charismatic than, uh, the other two sisters. So a match was fine. Unagi more or less beat Shaver. Uh, and then, uh, Rena got a couple spots in where she was able to slap on um, the old hi- the old Hannah Kimura Hydrangea um, submission, but ultimately um, Unagi ended up beating her by giving her a gory special uh, face buster and got the win. And we had uh, Mayu Iwatani defeating Lady C. <laughs> so Lady C is Mayu's first trainee since so she became uh, 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 the tr- head trainer after, after Kagetsu retired. And um, so I think they've had one match before, but this match was funny because like my, they're having a good match, and then Mayu, because you know as good as Mayu is, like she she's a fucking klutz, like she overshoots, and I feel like and, and this was on purpose, but she overshoots a uh, a moonsault 
the first time and then sells it like she like she's like she lost all the win out all the air ever win and then uh lady c takes advantage of it and then the second time mayu gets control she goes to finish uh lady c but she over she puts her out way further than she did last time like overshot last time and then she ends up pulling up short and more or less like moonsault kicking Lady C on the ground and she sells her knees or whatever else and she rolls out and then and then uh, that's when Hazuki comes out. But uh, then after that, you end up getting the last two matches. Um, Takumi, I believe this was her first match of the Grand Prix versus Micah. Um, this match was kind of surprising for the fact that like Takumi more or less beat the shit out of uh, <laughs> and worked on and worked over on top of uh. Micah, Micah had to work from underneath uh, for a lot of this match, but um, I was gonna say uh, Micah looked like she was fighting through something, and that something was like Takumi, Takumi Rojas kicking feet. The shit out of her. Yeah, um, this is the first first match I've seen of Takumi since she's been back. Okay, glad to see her back. One Nation Radio's own Takumi, <laughs> Takumi Roja. Um, you know, it's impossible. We we should not have lost. Well, um, people don't know. They yeah. don't know. Yeah, they don't know. Um. Like but, any anytime you got a wrestler that finishes on voice of wrestling and has two matches in the top twenty five for, for match of the year, and then you put them and then you draft them, and then like you also have like like that kind of talent that people just don't recognize. It's like, hey, bro, like we just we're just wrestling nerds, or you just watch too much of this shit that people that we're so far away from the mainstream that like our opinions are kind of fringe. Like, I, I get it, I get it, y'all wrong, but I get it. Yeah. Um. So, so Takumi, I didn't think this was the greatest Takumi match I've ever seen, but right. her kicks look uh, solid as ever. Um, I was looking for that snap and that sound off and that um, that willingness to engage with the legs, and she definitely showed that. <laughs> yeah, um, like you said, uh, this wasn't this wasn't a match of your contender. This was just a a damn good match. Like it's somewhere in the range of three and a half, three and three quarters. Um, but yeah, like the the best is yet to come because there's still Kamatani, there's still Tam, there's still Shuri, there's still Utami, there's still Azumi. So like, and there's still Konami. Like, it's it's gonna it's gonna be a fun finishing stretch for this uh this damn uh blue block, bro. It's it's yep. Like, bro, Tam still has Azumi, uh, uh, Utami, Shuri, and Takumi left. Like, God, it, like, I think uh, I think this coming weekend is Shuri versus Utami. I believe it's going to be fun. And then the main event, uh, the high speed belt match, to, uh, I'm going to say Takumi, uh, nasty boy versus starlight kid. That's has been the champion ever since the Budokan hall show back in March 3rd. She's had multiple defenses. Um, this match was, this is the re this is, a. Uh, starlight kids. Second challenge versus nasty boy. The first match was, I can't remember what month it was. It may have been like May or April. I can't remember, but like that match was like four and a quarter. I love that match. This match is almost like another version of this match, except like she's except Starlight Kid's evil now. Just excellent Chris West wrestling at the highest level, like at times. Has character, has story. Just two excellent wrestlers like throwing down in the main event of a house show level show and stardom and like it's a four, I gave it something like four to four and a quarter I thought it was awesome um like it was a dominant win for Starlight Kid um I was kind of surprised by that but like they put her over huge what were your thoughts on it 
Um, so the Nats boy and Starlight Kid was March 28th. Ah, um, that okay. match was. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm right there with you on the rating, like four to four and a quarter. It like every time I see Starlight Kid, she uh, is growing more into her new role. Um, as this heel, which was designed to get her reps like these, like as far as like her being a main eventer at some point, um, I, you know, I was taken aback by the turn. Just thought it was absolutely hilarious that we would have black kid, but right, uh, like she's it, the best baby, like she's the best purest baby face in the world, and they turn her heel, and it's like they didn't have to do this. Like she was already on her way, given the stuff she was doing, like since uh, like the tag league last year, right, like. She had a damn near four and a half star match with Julian for the white belt back in uh, uh, Valentine's Day weekend. They didn't have to go this route. They could have eventually gotten back to Mayu and Starlight Kid being tag team champions to take the belts off of Shuri and Julie if they had wanted to. Like, but they decided to do this and like ultimately for the betterment of that faction that was a absolute crack house um, until until uh, until you know. They brought Starlight Kid in, like this. You know, this is one of the more successful turnarounds for like a storyline. Like, I did not give a flying fuck about um, Oedo Tai versus Stars after they've been going on like on and off from like February until they finally uh, added Starlight Kid. But like, once the element happened, and like Mayu fought like hell to get her back, um, and then she won that gauntlet match. We had to face five people, and then she's like. You know, like over the last three, four weeks, you've been changing and you kind of like have adopted the dark side of Oedo Tai and like, you know what? I'm going to fight. I'm still going to fight for you. And then when I and then when I win and you can decide what you want to do, because it's your choice. And then at the end of it, she's like, look what you've done in the three weeks since I've, you know, since I left. Like y'all did nothing. All y'all did was fight to get me back. Y'all haven't tried to win nothing or none of that. Like y'all just been fighting Oedo Tai and, and running in place. And it's like. She said, you know, like, I would come back, but it's like, I don't want to be my tiny sidekick anymore. I want to be my own person. I want to grow and, and all this stuff. And, like, maybe there'll be a day where, like, or maybe there'll be a day where I surpass you and we can be friends again, but that's what it's going to be. And then, like, Mayu said to her, like, look, if you if you want to be my rival, we can do that. We can fight. But, like, you can all, we can, she said some of the lines of, like, I will always be waiting to to be your friend, and like that shit was heartbreaking. Like I cried, Damn. I fucking Damn. cried. Um, I'm getting teary. I think about that shit. But, <laughs> but what I was saying about Starlight, uh, this, this is this is going to be even better for her growth as a wrestler in the long term, right? Because like she's like, if it's one thing I enjoy, it's, it's a fast way wrestlers. up the type. It's a fast yeah. way up the up the up the ladder. Like yeah, like yeah, she's awesome, baby face, but like. You got Tam, you got Kamatani, you got Mayu, you got uh, you know, like the it's it's a mostly babyface company. Most people are just either forward facing babyface or present themselves in a way where they can't get booed or get heat. Like this way at the top, like what she what who she had to fight? Julia and who else? She's in front. Of, she's 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 positioned for right. Konami because she moves way more merch. Right. Um, and like Konami seems to not really want to be in a main eventer uh, or whatever else. Like if they want to turn Shuri Hill, that she could do it. Sure. She has a range to do it, but like, that's not how they present her. So it's a fast track up the card. Like, it's a way to hide her in plain sight because you can flip her. Like imagine all these people, like they retire or move on or whatever. Right. You flip Starlight kid back baby face right there. And then you have all these main event reps as you know, 
I know it's as a heel, but you have the experience of going long, of of being on top, be, drawing, and like being somebody that they can lean on. Like right. it's easy to find and, like a heel to fight you at right. that point. And this wasn't intentional, but she has the the opportunity that a lot of people have had in starting when someone gets hurt because the roster is so talented. Everybody tries so fucking hard. Somebody got hurt, so she can be slot into position. Like obviously, when you know they won. Or, you know, when she became a slave in Oedo Tai, like, they said that she was going to be at the bottom. She's going to be below Rena and, and uh, Roaka. But it was like, that's Cap. We know where she's going to be. She's going to be end up being, like, the number two or three and most likely number two in Oedo Tai. And, like, Nasco t- blows her knee out. She's number one in a faction at 20. She just turned 20 recently. Like, wow. She's number one in fashion at age 20. Like, yeah, we both think that, like, Azumi is better than her, but Azumi's, like, what, number four in in, in Queen's Quest? Yeah. Kamatani surpassed her as far as overness or where they want or what they want to do and push her because of age, because, like, Kamatani's, like, 23 and Azumi's 18. Yeah. So, yeah, like, she's going to be waiting forever until they break this shit up or if they do, like, me personally, like, if they break up as. If they, you know, you do the, the, the real stardom. Azumi's the first time I won with Azuki. Mm-hmm. But that's what that remains to be seen. So, the real stardom. But back to this match, like, uh, Natsupoi, I want to say something about her. Like, she, um, great. I think, I think Natsupoi is fucking awesome. Like, yeah. she is like someone when she walks out, you see it where it says fucking speed fairy and like, right. it's all pretty and all this shit. Like you think she's like a soft, she's smiling. Like yeah. she, she's like kind of you know putting putting her swag on, on the posing on the ropes and shit. But then when the bell rings, she's slapping you. She's fucking kicking you. She is vicious. She is a dog in yes. the ring. Yes, and great technical wrestler, great high speed wrestler. But that super charismatic and uh, an incredible baby face, an incredible baby face. Incredible from fighting underneath. Like, I don't know all the stuff that, like, Kyrie instilled in her when back when they were first getting actress girls off the ground and, like, Stardom was doing shows with actress girls and they were clearly positioning uh, Natsu Port, well, her name was Natsumi Maki at the time, mm. positioned her as, like, the inner promotional young girl of Kyrie or whatever else. But, like, there's so much in her game that reminds me of Kyrie. And quite frankly, every time I see, like, a kick-ass babyface and stardom, I, I kind of think of, like, some of the, you know, some of the traits are from other people. But, like, there's just something to her to where, like, she she's a great storyteller, great wrestler, tough as fuck, will fire, will fight from underneath like crazy until the bitter end, until she's down and can't move no more. And that's what it took. Like, they... There were multiple huge uh, German suplexes in this match. Uh, like, like they emptied the gun in this match. And it was like, it, like this could have been like the second or third match on a stardom pay-per-view. It just wasn't. But like the fact that like they gave it the time and the, and the proper placement, like this reminded me of like when they used to put title defenses on the house shows or whatever else. When I would see like a guest versus Konami in Konami's hometown and, uh, that wasn't a Red Belt match, but it would just be a, a non-title match, and they would go to a time limit draw or whatever else, and then let Konami talk to the crowd, or they would have, they would put B versus Konami on 
like a superl show right before they go to a cork and hall like this is one of those shows one of those matches where it's like this wasn't a big show necessarily in the in this is like a house show, but like they built towards a match that was important over months or whatever else. Progression in the uh, training up of a character versus a woman that just came back, but like when she was back, like before uh, Nesquik got hurt, I had her in as I think she might have been the leader in most recommended match in stardom mm-hmm. for me. Uh, I think the only person might have been ahead of her may have been Momo. That's it. Um, but she missed a month or two or whatever else, but she's just. She's great, and every time, and every opportunity I've ever given her, she's been great. And like, I think she should be a future white belt champion. Another person that like you're doing the, you know, we always do the AEW uh, world title belt. Like, I think this white belt, like, I think it should go to Nasupoi and Hazuki and Kamatani and Starlight Kid over the next, um, you know, two years. Those should be the successors. Like, unless something, you know, unless like, you know, they could do. They could do sure as a white belt champion, sure, but like she makes more sense as a red belt champion, but because that's mm-hmm. or whatever else that fits more the identity of the two belts. But like, yeah, like that's what's great. Sort of like kid, like the I feel like she's probably the best beneficiary of the uh, the personal trainers game that, that everybody's got into ever since Julia showed up. Like, if you go to look at her from two years ago and saw like what her just her physique like she's so much more like muscular and, and built and you can see it you can see it like in her game to where like she's way more confident and balanced and everything like she's just she's improved so much on her body to get to this point and like she's she's gonna be a, she's gonna be at the top of stardom one of these days it's gonna be great because like in azumi too and like we watched that shit almost from like the more or less the ground floor when they were like young getting their asses whooped but they we knew they were prodigies um, so yeah, I thought this was a home run of a show for stardom coming back for just a house show with like ha- most of their big stars, not even on this card and they still, had a, and still had a good ass show. So yeah. Um, but yeah, next week we'll cover the Saturday show that, uh, that we missed. And then, um, you know, if, if the Utami and Shuri is up, we're going to cover it immediately, immediately. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, but yeah, there's also I was gonna say the time to get through, but Rich wants to do this this uh, this thing, so let's go, let's let's hear it. So so we run a little long, but uh, we gonna go ahead and um, you know there was a Joshi stand war against the Sasha Banks avatars this week and broke out on Twitter. Thank you to the JML for alerting me to of this situation or putting it on my timeline or uh, causing me to uh, get filled in all the way. But I saw like. Um, some some brutal digs uh, to to put it. Uh, I saw lightly. one that was shocking. Yes, I, one that I never like even thought about, but once I saw it, I could not unsee it. Uh, I saw one that that was pretty funny. It was like um, what Sasha Banks fans see uh, when they look at Sasha Banks, and then it was a picture of Sasha Banks, and then um, Manami Toyota like. <laughs> Right there. So, uh, so if you guys are not familiar with the uh, or game, uh, in the past we've done this uh, for someone like a Karushita uh, in comparison to the WWE roster. So we basically go Karushita or, and then we go through the list, and it's not really um, like a like it can turn into a long discussion, but usually it's designed to make you think quick, kind of. Yeah. Um, so I'll st- I've got um, the cage match ratings well, up. Let's do here. this. We're talking about in terms of in ring. Oh, you tell me, are we doing this in terms of in ring only? 
Yeah, of course. Okay, well, look, because I don't want people, look, gotta, gotta qualify it for people because I don't want to hear nobody, uh, come out here acting crazy at me. Okay, that's, I'm just wanting to get this out here. It's for in ring performance only. Yeah, so, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip like the bottom half of stardom, like your Hannons, Ruakas, Lady C's, um, and I'm just gonna go up to, um, Giant, yeah, Giant Saya. Oh, yeah, uh, Sasha. Okay. Um, Sasha Banks or Himeka? Sasha. Sasha Banks or Kaguma? Sasha. Sasha as well. Sasha Banks or Sai Kamatani? Sasha. I, you hesitated on that one. Well, okay, so when I do this, I have to contextualize what, what sport we're in. Like, I personally believe that if Sasha were to come over here and be the uh, uh, top gaijin, like, Tony Storm or Viper or uh, or B Priestley, she would absolutely thrive in in Joshi Star Joshi wrestling and in wrestling that level of opponent like she would be reeling off four and a quarter. She be she basically be having like the best matches of her of her career except like instead of like having one or two a year, she would have it every fucking month. So that's kind of. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I'm kind of like, you know, at the contextualize. Like when we like a couple years ago we were doing like Seth Rollins versus New Japan, right? We'd be like, look, man, if he was in New Japan at the time, he'd be at the top of the card. He'd be one of the best wrestlers in there. He's just in WWE doing restricted plate wrestling. Like, let's not get confused on match performance with with in ring like working ability and talent and production given the context of what WWE actually is as a sports entertainment factory as opposed to a pro wrestling promotion so um that's why i had to do think about it because like it's about to get tough now it's, it's really about yep. to get tough because like yeah because six months ago like we would have we would have been like it would have been no hesitation with sasha quickly but kamatani's been put in a lot of that. She, she, she's been year. thrown into the fire and she has and she and she has stepped into every challenge okay um sasha banks or micah that's another one i hesitate but yeah it's got to be it's got to be sasha sasha banks or julia Fuck. Um, in a vacuum, Sasha Banks is better than Julia. She's a better technical worker. Uh, but Julia has a want to in a crazy factor that Sasha cannot match, even for all the crazy things she's done in WWE to get her matches over. Like, Julia is one of the people that I think is willing to die in the ring to have a great match against the right opponent at the right time in the right venue. Um,. I feel like um I feel like Julia will Julia is a wrestler of the year contender for in ring performance this year. Like like Julia will like like if she, she like she'll get concussed for this shit if she has literally to. no no not if she has to literally she got concussed last year against Homeka yeah. in the Grand Prix. And I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing, but it's not. like yeah, like but, but it's a, it's a level of just like okay, let's put it this way, right? Uh. It's a level of don't give a damn. Okay, so Sasha has to show you the difference, and like I've said this to you before, Rich, and now it's even more. Uh, ex, ex, um, it's even more like the gap between the gap between uh stardom in women's wrestling in WWE is much larger than the gap between New Japan in WWE. Mm-hmm. So, like for example. Sasha in on a cage match has 36 career matches that are rated seven or higher. Julia, uh, let me look this year alone. 
she's probably somewhere like around that number herself. Uh, so yeah, let's see. I'm sorry. She's at 22, 22 mm-hmm. in one year. Or, I'm sorry. 22 in eight months compared to 36 in basically seven years. Like that's the, that's the level of difference in, in stardom bell to bell. Um, like we're not talking about, I'm going to take Julia. I'll take Sasha. I think Sasha is Zach. I, I I think I'll take Sasha, but it's about to get tough. It's about to get real tough. It's about to get real tough. All right. You ready? Yeah. Sasha Banks or Utami Hayashista? Oh, shit. Utami. Utami, no question. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's Utami. Like, Utami, like, Utami's been wrestling since 2000, the summer 2018. Um, if we were to say, like, the Utami's career, the 10 best matches between Sasha and Utami, I think I probably, I think Sasha might be able to fit three of them in. She might fit three. She might get three if it's a versus a top a top ten versus. I think I think she might pick up three books. Man, Sasha Banks or Natsupoy. Fuck. Okay, so Sasha can't outwork Natsupoy, right? We know this. No, she cannot. The only thing missing is at the top of the card stuff. That's the I'll, only- gi- I'll, I'll give it to Sasha on this one. I, I'm not because like the stuff I've seen for her, whichever she's been and put in that slot, like the two that I've seen, like that white. Think about it. We just raved about yeah. her match with uh with Starlight Kid, right? A 20 year old. The match with Tam was better. Yeah. That's only two singles. That's only two big. I'm sorry. And then also, like you have the 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 Brooding Hall opener. Like, that's boy's fucking awesome. Like, I I don't have the proof, but I see my eyes. My eyes are doing what eyes do. So like, I have to say, I have to say, that's boy. She's that fucking good. She's Sasha one of the Banks, best wrestlers in the world. Sasha Banks or Starlight Kid. Jesus fucking Christ. Which is where it all began, I think. Yeah. Starlight Kid's better than her. Starlight Kid is better than Sasha Banks. Starlight, Starlight Kid is better than Sasha Banks, yeah. Sasha Banks or Azumi? Azumi's better than Sasha Banks. Azumi is also better than Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks. Oh, because oh, 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 we went on a run of saying three pretty fucking, pretty, pretty decisively. So this is what I'm going to say. Just remind y'all, Sasha Banks is the best in-ring performer, uh, the best female in-ring performer this country's ever produced, America's ever produced. Where there's no slight to Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks, I believe, if she was in stardom, she'd be at the top of stardom, putting matches, having the best match of her career with these women, just the same way that B. Prissy did, the same way that Tony Storm did, the same way that Viper did, the same way that, you know, Tegan Knox, Kaylee Ray, all of them did. So this is no not, it's just, this is just, the level of wrestling is just totally fucking different. We got all these people are crazy. They're putting it in the best position all the time with better better booking around them, all that. And it's a pro wrestling company, it's supposed to sports entertainment. So continue. It's about to get bad. It's about to get bad. This man's trying, this man's trying to trying to throw all these these qualifications in front of this. I don't okay. Unlike unlike uh 
Montez Ford. I do not want the smoke. I don't. I don't want to do. You mean fuck. you mean you don't want your address being sent to you by pictures of your home? No, being I do not. I would by, not like to be doxxed. I do not like. I would not like to be doxxed. No. So continue, please do. Fuck. Sasha Banks or Tam Nakano? Oh fuck, Tam. It's not. It's not even. <laughs> Bro, I uh. Okay, let's do this, right? Let's pull up Tam. Um, I was looking at uh, I was looking at Charlotte's uh, like career cage match match guide. Um, how long ago was it? I bet that's interesting. Oh, it it was embarrassing for like, bro, like. All right, so let's go to 2020 for for Tam. Let's just do that. Give her a full year. Actually, no, that's not actually a good point because uh, she was on the back burner a lot of that year until the second half, and also like starting to miss like three, four months of of uh, stuff. So let's just do this year. Um, all right, so. At that 36 number, right? Yeah. So, Julia is surrounded by Micah, uh, Hameka, Nasupoi, and Shuri. Um, so, we know for a fact Shuri and Nasupoi, we know Shuri and Nasupoi are better than, uh, than Sasha Banks. And that's the fact you're in all, constantly. And, uh, Julia has 22 seven uh, rated seven matches on cage match compared to from this year compared to uh, career 33 for Sasha. Tam is in is it is it cosmic angels uh, where uh, Mina missed the first two months of the year with a broken nose and it came back and then was doing a bunch of tags with uh with Unagi, who is what? I don't know if she even has 150 matches yet, but like she's she's like starting in 2019, I think, or 2020, or early 2020, whatever else. So she even with that, even with the step down in in talent for to go from gunners like Nasupoi and Mecca and Micah and Shuri to green people like Mina and Unagi without Mina for two months. She still has she still has nineteen sevens on here. Like she's she's neck and neck with Julia with way less talent around her in these tag matches or whatever else in, in in her faction. Like it's not even. Like Tam is, nah. It, it, and then you throw in like the other stuff as far as like Tam being like the quint, the perfect wrestler for doing storylines and stuff on like on te- like televi- television level week to week uh storytelling she's nah she it's 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 yeah yeah like the, the Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair storyline didn't compel you no it did not grab me it did not grab me in the same way that, that Julia and Tam did or Ju- or Tam and Arissa or Tam and Momo or Tam and in, in Nasty Poi or Tam and uh, <laughs> uh Kamatani no it did not no Sasha Banks or Konami I'm a okay so, I'm going to say Sasha, um, because 
I have as good as I think Konami is. She does not have the proof of, that she does not have the proof of you put her other than her white belt title challenges or her her her, 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 her challenges for the red or white belts. She has never been put at the top of the card to go out there and and let herself declaratively be at that level. Um, and when she has, her matches are great. Like I think she can, she'll give you four and a half stars, or she'll give you four stars. She'll give you four and a quarter. Like she gave you four and a quarter versus Julia in last November. She gave Arissa four and a half uh, uh, the year in climax 2019. She gave. Mayu, uh, like four and a quarter for, uh, the woman of honor belt, uh, when she was a champion back in February, 2019, um, she'll give you four stars of B Priestley, right? Um, I believe the Konami in any situation is a walking four and a, or sorry, walking three and a half star wrestler in a, in any, in a singles match. Um, I just think that she can be, I don't want to say lazy cause she's excellent. I think that she is not as driven to be or maniacally like Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan Lee driven to be at the top of the card, like a nasty boy and Shuri were when they came into or, or Julie, when they came into the promotion or a Tam or a, um, a Zumi Momo jungle. Right. Um, so in a vacuum, I'm going to take Sasha. I, Cause she, she's more charismatic and I think she's willing to do more stuff in a match to get it over. But when hyper-violent Konami comes out for big matches, look the fuck out. But I think on an everyday basis, I think I'd rather have Sasha. I think I'll take Sasha, too. Yeah. Um, Sasha or Jungle? Oh, shit. Jungle. I'm taking Jungle, too. Like, is so- She'll never repos- if she had the same roster positioning, she yes, and like she also has like the matches to go with it. Like Jungle for a long time was, I mean, I still think when Jungle comes back healthy, like she's still at worst the fourth best wrestler in stardom. So I still will put her in front of Tam. Um, and yeah, so there, so there you go. Uh, Sasha Banks or Hazuki? Hazuki. It's been a long time since I've watched Hazuki. That's true. So. Well, let's put it this way. 2019 Hazuki or 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 uh or whatever. Like keep in mind, right? Like I listened to the segment we did for the year end uh 2019 review. We put two or I put three Hazuki matches, singles matches on my top ten list. Uh that high speed match that went like four minutes. Yep. Um that went four minutes and change. The white belt match versus uh, Arissa from July, yep. and then I also put, uh, I also put a uh, the Kagetsu match after like she announced her retirement during her retirement tour. So like, like Hazuki's awesome. Hazuki is like one of the most versatile wrestlers Stardom's ever had. Like, so for me, like that means like she's she's she, like she may have not been at the top, but like she's about to get that run pretty fucking soon, and we finna right. see. And I don't doubt her for a second. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a coward on this one and go That's push. Fine. That's fine. Um, so uh, Sasha Banks or Shuri? I'm oh, gonna Shuri. run to the podium Shuri. and say Shuri. Yeah, Shuri. Shuri's one of the best wrestlers in the world. Like, like, and Sasha is too, but it's a whole other level. I'm talking about one of the elite wrestlers in the world. Like, I don't. Are there twenty wrestlers? Are there twenty workers better than Shuri in a big match situation? I don't know if that's true. I think I, I don't know if that's true. 
Sasha Banks or Momo Watanabe? I'll take Momo. I will take Momo as well. Um, Can we end this soon? How, much, how many more people do we have to do this before? Um, Sasha Banks or Mayu Iwatani? Oh, Mayu. Uh, like, there were, there were not five wrestlers in the world better than Mayu last year. Like, the only people you got are like Omega, Shingo, Osprey. Am I forgetting anybody? Is that the list? Is that it? Ishii, maybe? Oh, okay. Yeah, Ishii. Um, and, and we'll we'll give to Sasha Banks fans one. Uh, Sasha Banks or Mina Shirakawa? Oh, yeah, you're an asshole. Yes. Sasha's a lot better than Mina. Yes. Okay. Anyway, that's that's the game. I would like to end this by saying that Sasha Banks is the best American woman's wrestling in-ring that this country's ever produced. And she is in a promotion that, is, that does not care about professional wrestling. But we clearly know that Sasha cares about about Japanese women's professional wrestling. Um, and you can see a lot of her a lot of her stuff is is influenced by that. Like I think that if she were to go to Sendai Girl, Seedling, Stardom, Tokyo Joshi Pro, Tokyo Joshi Pro now, Marvelous, she'd be excellent. She'd be excellent. She would take to this like as well as mo- as well as any other guy she has ever taken well taken to it. Because she has the tools, she has the 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 mind for it, she has the want to for it, and the drive and the passion for it. I think she'd be great. But just the fundamental stuff that happens, like you watched it, you watch that Nasty Boy Starlight Kid match, and like that's not like that's not either one of their two best matches that they've ever had. But like you just watch and it's like, yo, like I remember when AEW brought in you know the six the six Joshi and they and they were talking about how they wanted to make the Joshi like Joshi woman like almost like the WCW cruiserweights. Like you had Rio Riho there, you had um and you had Yuka Yuka there, but it's like the real fucking WCW Cruiserweight Mysterio Hooventu Ultimo Dragon Liger motherfuckers. That's Azumi <laughs> Starlight Kid Nasupoi uh Meiho Shizuki uh Mio Momono like that's them now. Like they're fucking incredible. So yeah, it's just it's just levels like and they're all different styles of wrestler too. Like that's the thing about it, is like Yeah man, um I, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Like I yeah. love I love the horsewoman. Don't they're they're the main reason why I even still fucking watch any WWE at whatsoever. But there's there's just a level there's just a there's, level there's of training and practice that goes into it and there's more outside of whatever you watch and if you don't want to watch it, fine. But I, it, I would say if you are somebody that that tuned in and watched uh, NWM Power and enjoyed it, uh, if you throw this on just to watch the matches, you will see there is a whole different level out there of wrestling um, in women's wrestling. And like, there's a reason why so many of the wrestlers um, that are out of that are top level indie wrestlers in the women's ranks that are on AEW, in uh, NXT, on the main roster. Like, there's a reason why, like, so many of them 
had tours in stardom. They were brought in because they were good. They came to stardom for however long they went, and they all learned some stuff, got better, went through that that brutal practice regime <laughs> regimen where they were they're out here practicing five two hours for five days a week and shit like. There's a, a full-time wrestlers in the dojo system, and like they're all brave about how much better it is, and the and like all almost everybody has a positive experience talking about everybody that's ever done a tour over there. Like, there's a reason why so many of them all went over there, all got signed, and that was before. That's back when like you had the 2017 and shit when like Starlight Kid is like 16, Azumi's 15, Hazuki's like 18 or whatever. Just levels of the shit. Momo was like 16 with a, with a bad leg at the time. Like, this shit is a whole nother level. Like, it runs on a, like, like that dojo system itself is like, it's just something that people aren't going to do here. So, like. Because you can't feasibly do it. Yeah. You're not going to, like, think about, think about it. You're going to bring, you're going to bring together a group of women, young women. Some with athletic backgrounds, some, some none at all, some former ballet dancers, some dancers and singers and or what pop with pop aspirations or whatever else. And then they're told we're going to go outside and we're going to do air and we're going to do <laughs> Hindu squats until somebody catches cyanosis out this bitch. Like that's Tam's story. Tam, Tam was getting trained. She talked about that. I'll send you the link because it's translated of her mm-hmm. talking about like she had cyanosis. Like her face was blue, and was still mm-hmm. out there doing fucking air squats. And this is a and this is a late bloomer. This is someone that like didn't start doing this till she was in her late twenties, and then like still struggled with it in the ring, and then it didn't click for until like the last third of two thousand eighteen. But like. And then also, like, all the matches and all the stuff you go through and getting your ass beat, all the kind of stuff. Like, the level of dedication and want to, to get to this, to get to this level is not, is not for the, you know, like, when Dave Meltzer talks about this, something like the, you know, the Ospreys, the Omegas, the Okadas, the Tanahashis, the Bushis, the, the, the Phoenixes, the, the psychopaths at the top of the sport, the Hiromus, Ishis, the people that are at the top of the profession, that are hurting all the goddamn time because they are so driven to do this kind of stuff. Like that is full of stardom. That's that is stardom. That that is stardom. That's all of them. All of them are gohards and crazy people. Then like even the people that like aren't out of their minds to get to this. Like someone that have like you know can be like I'm okay with only being at this level. I'll work. The, I'll be a prelimer. Um, or whatever else as an adult, that's fine. Like the Sakis or the, or the, well, honestly should have been NASCO or whatever else. Like these people are still, these people are still going to have good matches when they want to, but they're just not driven to do the kind of shit they do. Like you, like, for example, right. The, the night one and night two of the Grand Prix had six, four star matches. I would say four of those matches would be top 20 all time WWE women's matches. Mm-hmm. Comfortably, like all of them are like four and a half, four and a half, four and a half, four and a quarter. Those are top twenty all-time women's matches in WWE. Like the and that happened in two days. Like that's the level we're talking about here. 
Like, I love Sasha. I wish, shit, I wish she would go. I wish she would go to stardom. We can crank this bitch up some more. So, yeah, like, it's no knocking against Sasha. It's just like, we are living in two different realities and two different ecosystems. And one is built to, one is built to produce way more talent in the ring for performers wise than the other. Uh, and that's, you know, and for better or worse is what it is. I wish there was a American dojo systems or not, maybe not something as, as you know ridiculous or not ridiculous that's not the word as rigorous rigorous, yes that's the word rigorous difficult tough uh but like i wish there was something some regimen or not regimen some place where we could get a group of women in a dojo american style dojo dojo system to have their inputs on what they want to do to be driven to the point to where they become the best as they possibly be and then we could send them out into the world and try to undo what this what this country has done to women's wrestling over over decades because they wanted to do stupid goofy comedy matches and the fabulous moolah well that's who i was talking about oh okay but but yeah i was was trying to say her name without saying it but yeah my bad her so so yeah like we like we gave them it's like we gave them the game in the you know in the 40s and 50s and they were like hey how about we treat this shit like like it's a fucking boot camp (laughs) You know, and we try to like, hey, you know, we'll break their leg, and after that, we'll be nice to them. Right now, we don't break your leg; we just nice to you the whole time. Well, aside from like, you know, terrible motherfuckers, I build a mop, but that's the exception, not the rule. Yeah, man, gotta hope the nightmare factory takes off. Like, do you hear? Wow, do you hear about um? Do you hear Meltzer um talk to Mick Foley about Mick Foley's trainer? Yes, uh, Dominic Danucci. Right, Dominic Danucci. He talked about how like this wasn't a place where they stretch you and then teach you and then bring you back up the hill up and then show you the ropes. It was like because he's like I want to survive in that in that culture. Mick Foley would not have survived the Japanese dojo system, and Mick Foley's all time great. That's no knock against anybody's mentality or whatever else. Like different strokes, different folks. If this if this, you ain't built for that, you ain't built for that. I just find it very impressive that these people put themselves through all this stuff to then you know. Become the next Minoru Suzuki, the next Mayu Watani, the next Io Shirai, the next Mako Satomura, or whatever else. Like, and also another thing about it is like, have you ever seen the Gaia Dojo thing? That documentary. I haven't seen the documentary, but I've seen oh Gaia matches. Well, I watched it. It's on YouTube. I've seen the link. I'll, I'll link in the description too, bro. Motherfuckers were running away in the middle of the night, trying to escape. They were. They didn't want to face Chagusa and say, "Hey, this ain't for me. I'm, I'm, I'm taking it back to the trap." They would just disappear in the middle of the night. There was one person that left, came back, apologized, and 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 all that kind of stuff. And she just and Chagusa made her feel like she was the size of a penny, and then gave her another chance, and then she ran away again. That was like. The that might have been like the late nineties, early two thousands, because like this was like young Mako, super young Mako. Like Mako was like a upper mid carter, I think, at the time. Like they were showing her losing matches, mm-hmm. but she was like the second in the dojo. Like so, yeah, like it's gotten better, but it is still. And I don't necessarily say, uh, I mean, maybe, I mean, cyanosis, like it's probably still abuse, but like that's the level it takes to get to that level, and. I'm sure there are different ways for everybody to get there. I'm sure they didn't have uh, Will Ospreay, you know, <laughs> out there in the London snow, <laughs> you know, but 
It work. It works for some people. It does. And so when people, you know, it's funny when we laughed about the guess who Bill Watts shit, but it's like, well, shit, maybe she was worse than Bill Watts. Probably fucking no. Yeah, so that's the end of the show. Uh, be sure to raise whatever app you use and listen to this with. Uh, also, go to Red Circle and drop us off with a donation. Um, also, check out ProWrestlingTees.com slash uh, Social Suplex. Pick up some official Social Suplex Network merchandise. Check out their shows and network besides One Nation Radio. Keeping it strong style. The Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Show. Grumman Washes Shit. The Great Consequences. 8-Bit Suplex. All Things Elite and Great Match Generator. Thanks for listening, y'all. Later. Peace.